What's going on, everybody? Welcome and welcome back. This is Real Reality Realness with Sean Ellis Rogers, the podcast where I, your host, Sean, dives deeper into reality television than most people watching feel is necessary and asks all the questions about what they don't want out. Today, we're diving into the real reality of the real bitch of Bravo. Chihe from the Real Bitch of Bravo podcast blesses the pod today for a conversation for the ages. From learning how to pronounce her name to her journey to podcasting, we seem to start off slower than Ike and Tina on an unplugged jukebox. Then we bond over differing opinions about housewives and later band together on cultural imbalances and political issues that has left America all fucked up. Get used to hearing us together. That's all I'm going to say. Lock in while I clock in, because Chihei and I are about to get into it. Hello, dear. How are you feeling? I am amazing. Thank you so much for having me on. I'm so excited. I am as well. Listen, before I go any further, how do you pronounce your yes, name? Yes, it's not. It is not easy. It is G. My full name is Chihe Cho Wiley. The um, American way to say that is Jihe. <laughs> so. And everybody else calls me G. Like all my friends call me G. Um, ever since I started playing sports, it was just easier for people to call me that. So <laughs> they just couldn't get my real name, which is fine. But um, so G. Hey, I go by G. Hey. G. Hey. Yes. Uh, okay. Well, then we'll do a formal lesson after this, and this, <laughs> then when I re- re- record the intro for the episode, I. Ah. I will have practiced it enough to be able to say it correctly by then. That's totally fine. Because <laughs> I like to give people their name. Like, I you like, that's re- as somebody that- who comes from a chosen name, I'm like, bitch, get my name right. <laughs> that That's really sweet of you. It's so funny because I feel like I'm the opposite. I'm so accommodating that I'm like, I don't really give a shit. Sorry, can I curse on this? Absolutely. <laughs> Sorry, as I, I like to. Okay. Um, so yeah, I <laughs> I always forget that I'm not on my podcast, so I'm just like, oh my gosh, I hope I can do that. I hope you're not with a network. Um, yeah, no, I um I've I've always been so accommodating to other people. I pretty much my whole entire life, so I just it's really up to you. It's really up to everybody else. I'm like, if you want to call me Jihei, that's right, that's fine. If you want to call me Chihe, that's fine too. It's my name is so Korean. Actually, I have an American name, but I legit never use it. My family doesn't even call me this Work. same name. Yeah, Work. it's um, and I don't look like this person either. My American name is Esther. <laughs> Esther. Yeah, and I like legit don't look like like you would think that if you know because because I'm mixed, so I'm I'm black and Korean, and right. If, if you looked at like just a regular Korean girl, you'd be like, okay, I can get that. I can get down with that, whatever. But like, if you look at me, oh my God, I do not look like an actor. Like, I don't even, I, I love, God bless my mother, but like, I don't know what she was thinking. She just wanted me to be named after, I don't know. I was just <laughs> about to ask, what is the reference? What is the reference? Yeah. 
<laughs> so, um, so I know that you're from Alabama, so you're probably from the um, from the Bible Belt. Very used to the Bible Belt. And my well, mother is a Michigan. Well, I'm from North Carolina. I just live here. Oh, yes. Live in Shout out to Alabama, I mean, but I don't claim y'all. But you know what? It's still the Bible Belt, honey. It <laughs> it's is. still North Carolina. Absolutely. It's still the Bible Belt. Um, it is, and but I just hate yeah. So, so you, like you, you get it. You know, you get the people are earn their feelings about the Lord. Um, so yeah. my mom actually, my mom actually grew up Christian, and in Korean culture, they name their kids um, American names after based on the Bible. So my uncle, or my uncle, my my brother's name is Solomon. His, that's his wow. American name, and then my yeah, and then my name is Esther, named after the Book of Esther and the woman in the Bible, Esther. <laughs> so that's why she. So named are you that. pissed that he got a cool name? Hell no, my name's way cooler than him. I'm Chiha. His he so he actually <laughs> he has like four names. So he his his government name is Archie Clifford Wiley the fourth. He's named after my father and my grandfather and my great grandfather. So he's the fourth Archie, but I'm I'm like an original, so I'm good. I don't know. I don't want to be called Clifford or Archie. So that's his real. We all call or him a fourth. Ivy. Yeah. Ivy. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so brilliant. Yeah. Shout because out to Solomon. Like, you, you know, I, if we called him that from Jump, then I probably would have been jealous because that is a cool name. But that's a cool we, name. Yeah, but we never call him that. I always call him Ivy because he's the fourth Archie. So I like legit. I don't even call my brother Archie. I call him Ivy. So you Ivy. give him any swag that he has to his name by calling him Ivy. I mean, I, I that's what we all grew up calling him. Just because my dad, when my dad was alive, like he would always be Archie. We like say that, and both of them would turn around. We're like, forget it. You're Archie. You're Ivy. We're done. So we that's what we just ended up calling him like since he was a kid. So he doesn't get. He doesn't even get Solomon. I mean. We don't really call him that. He doesn't really respond to it either. It's just like me oh, not responding darn. to Esther. Yeah. Because like I ever Esther. met him in person, I would, 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 would be like, so can I call you Solomon? Or is that okay? But I completely get the point of like, why would I respond to Esther? <laughs> I yeah, because he's never been called that. Yeah. You know what? To be honest with you, if you asked him, I bet you he wouldn't care. He'd probably be like, okay, sure. I actually work, like, I have like 8 million side hustles. Like, obviously you do as as well. And I work, I work in a, a members only club and uh, shout, I can't say what it is, but shout out to the members only right. club that I work at. And the shout kitchen behind, the, yeah, the kitchen that I work with, they're the only ones that call me that. I told them like two months ago that my name was Esther and they're like, oh, we're going to call you that now. I guess there's a song named after Esther. I don't know. So that's all they call me. They're the only ones that call me that. So for him, like the same thing, like ain't nobody calling him Solomon. But if you want to, you can. I, I, I don't think he's going to care. It's just, <laughs> it's just such a cute name. Like, I only know hot people named Solomon. I'm like, that's worse. He kind of looked like Kobe, I guess. Like, when he was little, he looked like Kobe Bryant. But, I mean, that's, like, the only celebrity that I can, like, think of that he would look similar to. You ain't got to go no nope. further than Kobe Bryant. <laughs> he doesn't look like yeah. that anymore. He's obviously older. But, like, he, you know, when he was, when he was like, in high school, like, People called him Kobe. We like used to do basketball camps, and all the little kids called him Kobe. So I good on that. Yeah, yeah. I absolutely love that. Now let's go back just a little bit. When did you fall in love with reality TV? Oh, day one. 
Real Housewives of Orange County. Well, technically, if we really want to go back backwards, um, I am a lot. I am a lot older than I look, so um, I actually tried out for um, Real World. <laughs> you were just gonna skip over that story. I almost did. I almost did. Yeah. So I actually went to San Francisco. So me and my friends were going, we went to San Francisco just to go and that they happened to have the open audition. So I went, but I wasn't as dramatic back in my twenties. So, um, I, I didn't make the cut, but I, yeah. The picture that is on your contact right now for this zoom call, it looks like a clip from like the opening of the real world. No shade. It looks like your name should just be right next to your face. Oh my god, that is hilarious. Here, I'll actually um I'm I'm gonna show you what I actually look like on this Zoom call. But um I didn't even realize that I wasn't it wasn't even on that the camera wasn't even there. Um yeah, no, that picture was taken so long ago. It was in Santa Monica at like a rooftop deck bar. <laughs> it was so long ago. But um, yeah, no, that oh my god, I didn't even think about it that way. Maybe I need to change it. It literally looks like the opening of like I could just see your name scrolling past as they're like seven strangers picked to live in a house, and it's just like <laughs> that is classic. I love that. Oh my god! Now mind that you, so you are gorgeous. Now you can't see Thank me you. because I'm sitting in my car where I can get some peace and quiet, and it's dark outside now. So the camera's useless, but you are gorgeous, babe. Oh my gosh, that's so sweet. I've actually, I'm really, really self-conscious right now. And I'm in the process of attempting to lose weight. Um, I, because of COVID, I don't want to even blame COVID because, you know, I just kept eating, but um, food, food is my <laughs> is my religion. Um, I gained, I'm 5'9", and at the time, at the beginning of COVID, I was like 140. And I, I don't care about t- telling people this, but um, maybe this will help them on their journey. Um, I was 140 to 150 pounds. I always fluctuated when I was younger. And then COVID hit and I gained 50 pounds. So I'm at 200 pounds right now at 5'9", which it probably doesn't look like that because I'm tall, but I can feel it. Like, you know, when you can just, you know, that you're gross and that, that's just how I feel right now. So I'm in the process right now of trying to lose weight. And uh, drinking doesn't help because I work at a bar and my boss makes me make us all makes us all drink. So it's I'm trying not to. But thank you so much for thinking that I'm so beautiful. That's so sweet. I like I love you. I already loved you. You don't need more compliments. You don't need to keep giving me compliments. Well, I just call it as I see it. You know, I, I just see face and recognize it. Like I love your cheekbones. As somebody with exceptionally high cheekbones, I have to clock them when I see them. God, honey. No. Thank you, thank you. Because, like, that's like me coming on your show and not telling you about how I auditioned for making the band. Like, oh, wait, wait, wait. Did, did, does everybody know about this story? Or am I, like, hearing... Because I'm hearing this for the first time, obviously, but does, does everybody else know the story? Maybe you can tell me later, or... I don't want to mention it. repeat it to you. Okay. I do okay. it, but I don't, like, talk about it often. But, like, it, but, like if you know, you know. Okay. Okay. So I actually also, by the way, I got casted for The Bachelor, but I said no to it. Oh. Yeah. Tell the story. So I knew the casting director. God, this is so long ago. I forgot about this. Um, so I knew the casting director. I live in a, a small beach community um, and she lived in the same area and she would go to all the bars that I worked at. So 
she's like, oh, you'd be great for this new new show. Da, da, da. It's called The Bachelor. They're going to Paris. Like, if you want to be a model, this will like skyrocket your career. And I'm like, dude, I'm not trying to look for love on a reality show. Like, this is like, this is like when reality shows were, were not, I, I don't know how, how else to say, but like they weren't, you didn't go on a reality show to like get famous or like, or to get, like you went there for like your 15 seconds of fame and that is it. Like you didn't like, there wasn't a viable career out of it. Like you couldn't like do a brand or anything like that on there. Like you went there to actually find love or you went there to actually get the prize or whatever. You know, it wasn't yeah. like re- reality TV wasn't what it is today, right? Where you can make a living and eventually, you know, be a star and um, go off and do other things. Um, like maybe be up, like maybe have your own podcast and have, and get paid to do that. Hello. Kind of thing, right. So, <laughs> right. So, um, so I, I wanted to model and I think this was in 2004. So I wanted to model and I was just like, no, I'm going to go to New York. And I did, I moved to New York and it is, there's a reason why they say if you can make it there, you can make it anywhere because it is hard. Um, so mm. I tried to, I, instead of taking the opportunity to be cast on the show, I took the opportunity and went moved to New York. So um, I guess hindsight's twenty twenty. I, I turned down that opportunity and I probably shouldn't have, but I, just at the time I was just like, you know what? That's just not my vibe. Like that is just not who I am. Somebody that's going to take this show to it, opportunity in order to be seen like that. Like, because the whole entire point of The Bachelor is to find your next husband and find love and stuff. And I had just gone through a breakthrough and a breakup. And I was like, I'm good. I do not need to be go- going back there and stuff. So that's why I turned it down. That makes perfect sense, though. Like, I can go, I, I can completely understand that. It's like, we know when not to set ourselves up for trauma. <laughs> like, and like, I'm also not a dramatic person. Yeah, and also, I'm not a dramatic person. I like to watch the drama, but I'm not a dramatic person. Like, if conflict comes to me, I like push it away. I'm like, look, well, we, let's talk about this when we're sober. Let's talk about this when there aren't people around. It's just you and me. We'll go out and have coffee or something like that. Like, I'll squash the beef like later. I don't need to squash it right then and there and get pushed around and ask all that stuff. I'm like, I don't have time for that. And also, if I like, if the drama's there, I'll, I avoid it. So it's probably why I watch a lot of reality TV because I can avoid it. And you clearly don't wear wigs. So no, this is yeah. There no. will be no hair. Oh my snatching. gosh! Well, if they did, be they'd be no. pulling my actual hair. Like like your full scalp. Yes, like I and have no weave. Not, yeah, yeah. Like I've, you look fully natural, and I'm living. Yeah, because I know natural oh. when I see it. I'm like, yeah, bro. <laughs> that looks yeah, like no, actual I, Kenya Moore hair care. No, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, and I actually cut my hair um, a month ago, so this is the short for me. Um, uh, yeah, no, I, yeah, um, I did play basketball and when we, we had to go to the hood to go and play, because I'm not going to lie to you guys, I grew up in like a very uppity neighborhood. I, I don't want to call it uppity, but it was very white. <laughs> it was, there was not a lot of people of color. I was, yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so I, I grew up in a, a small town called Manhattan Beach. It's in, um, it's outside of Los Angeles, um, county area. And, uh, if you know, you know. And it, we had to go, we had to go to the talent basically. So we had to go to the ghettos and, and play in tournaments over there. Um, and there was definitely a lot of nail scratching, a lot of uh, hair pulling and stuff like that when, when, I, when I had to go play basketball tournaments, which I was not used to because that's not the environment I grew up in. So yeah, it was, it was, a, it was a culture shock. It was definitely weird for me. 
because I was like, where's the animosity coming from? Why do you hate me? Like, I don't get it. I didn't really do anything to you except be on a different team. So I don't understand like the scratching and like the clawing and the weave grabbing and stuff like that. So I just never got stuff like that. But um, but it did happen every so often. It definitely hurt. So I've been in altercations like that, but not, not, nothing like ATL and nothing like, like nothing like that. So that extremity, mm. yeah. That is, I, uh, I don't even know how to process that because I'm like, really, like a bitch just like goes to that extreme because you bad. Like, shout out to all you hoes and wherever you are now, but y'all are going to hell. Um, <laughs> <laughs> that don't make no damn sense. I hope you found some self esteem somewhere along the way. Because that mean, is I hope crazy. Y'all bitches are crazy. Yeah, I, again, I ne- that's why I never got it. Also, I, I will say this. If I was raised by a black woman, I think it would have been different. I was raised by a Korean woman. So, like, I think it would have been a little different. And my mentality might have been a little different than, you know, when I got on the court. My mom was very, my mom played professional basketball. So, like, she taught us how to play, my brother and I how to play. And when, like, I got, when I got taught, like, I got taught none of that. Like, the street stuff, like, that was not in her repertoire uh, yeah, it was just not something yeah no god no no and she grew up also like meals cooked for her <laughs> like she grew up wealthy so like she knows nothing of like when she would see people get into fights she's like why like i don't get like why so yeah it was just never a natural thing for me but i guess you know again get your, it, it, it builds it builds a lot of strong character too for you Me- means you can handle yourself you look like you can fight. You know what? If I had to, I would be able to get down. But like, I just, I try to find the alternative. There's a, there's a saying in the restaurant industry where you try to find the yes in the fight. I try to find the no. Mm. So that way I don't have to fight. Like if I don't have to fight, I don't want to fight. Like that is That's not fair. my jam. Yeah, that is not my jam. Like I don't need to go out of my way to try and find the fight. Like. The fight might come to me, but I'm going to try and like push the fight away for as long as humanly possible. I hate, I hate physical altercations. That's fair. I hung up my gloves at 19. I'm 31 now. I ain't gotten a fight in the longest time. I ain't trying to go back, which is why I'm listening. We ain't gonna talk about that on camera. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> we'll go. That, the- we'll go off pot until you have to tell me about, about them stories. Yeah, because there's some, yeah, because chat, I don't want, okay, praise God. Um, <laughs> what is the moment, the episode, or the season you knew that you had to create content about Bravo? So I actually, um, unfortunately, this project died the second that I moved back home to LA, but um, I was originally on a podcast called Filling Reality, spelled real, um, R-E-A-L-I-T-E-A. Um, like spilling the tea and uh, it was not my concept but um, I was doing a uh, I was trying to do my reel because I actually want to be a on sport uh, on air sports commentator that's that's the dream uh, for oh, me personally that's tight. yeah <laughs> so like I'm, I'm massively into sports I know that sounds I, I know for a lot of y'all Bravo is your sport and trust me Bravo is my sport too but um, I actually also do follow sports heavily. So I have a podcast based on um, on sports. I, I interview 
sport, not sports celebrities, so to speak, but I guess they are like in the sporting world, they're celebrities. So like um, journalist, like journalists um, and sports journalists. And I've also interviewed players. Um, I will be having two hockey players on, n- not at the same time, but two hockey players on my um, podcast. It's called That Sports Bar, T-H-A Sports Bar uh, with Jihei Wiley. And we drink and talk about sports. So that that's that's my ultimate dream is to get paid to do that. So, um, but so the reason, but the reason why I I was doing my reel for it and I was just interviewing, like I had to just get some moments on camera, right, where I they can see that um, I know how to interview or talk to people, whatever, on camera and intro and exit, basically all the things that you do on a podcast, except you know in like two minute short form. So. I'm talking to my buddy and he wanted to, he was like, after we were all done filming, he's like, did you ever do a podcast? This is in 2018. He's like, would you ever do a podcast? I'm like, well, on what? He's like, on reality television? And I was like, absolutely. I'm like, that is the dream. I love that. And he's like, okay, well, would you do it with me? I'm like, of course. Cause that's all we talked about when we worked with each other and when we were around each other, that's legit all of our dirt so we finally came up with a concept he did everything this is why i'm like i know i'm meant to be talent because i'm like all the other side stuff for those that don't do podcasts it is Mm -hmm. and like the editing the post-production the pre-production like having to come up with segment ideas like all the creative stuff on the side um actually like i knew nothing about i had to actually ask friends who were in the industry i was like can you tell me about sound? I like I googled everything when I created mm-hmm. my own podcast, and that's why. Shout out to Anchor because I know they're your sponsor as well. Um, I yeah, I got I got on Anchor for free, and that's how I started my first podcast. So, yeah, I um, that that is how I got into wanting to talk about this for the rest of my life. So, shout out to David. That's the reason why I'm in this podcast chair. Shout out to David. Shout out to David. Now, what is your favorite franchise? So are we talking like currently as of like now, like living in the now, or are we talking about just overall? I'll let you define for yourself because you look like you have very specific feelings, so I want you to have that whole moment. Thank you for that. And I love you for that. Um, You know, so it was Orange County because I am an OG till I die. I love Orange County. I I know it's gotten a lot of heat for being boring (laughs) and especially the last few seasons. And I cannot wait for this season um, coming up. I cannot wait. I'm so excited. Even if they had to bring back Vicky, and I know you're a Vicky fan, um, I know, <laughs> but uh, but but I, I but I love fan of the strong not... word. That's a that's a that's a that's more of a threat. But uh... <laughs> <laughs> but sure. <laughs> okay, well, wait, wait. So, who are you a fan of then? Like, who if, uh, on that cast? If you had to pick somebody of all time, like, who are you picking? Tamara. Okay, then never mind. We're but the same I have boat, a full... I love Tamara. But I have a full cast of girls that I would pick because I'm like you have been watching since day one. So so I have a full cast of girls that I would pick from OC and none of them are Vicky. Not a one. That's interesting. Who's your full cast? Tamara, Gretchen, okay. um, bring back uh Jesus Jugs, uh, bring back Megan King. Um let's see. Where am I at? Four or five? 
four. Right, I just, four, I think. I think you're at four. Okay, so. Yeah, so you said four, Tamara, okay. Jesus Drugs, um, Gretchen, and... She, and Megan King. Tamara. Yep, yep. So it's four. Megan King. And I would have... I would have Gina, just because I love Gina. And she's an unpopular opinion, according to OC fans. And Gina Kiao? Or Gina, Gina New York? Okay. I would have both on there. Gina Kiao and Gina Kirschenheider. Only because I finally learned how to say her last name, so she can't go nowhere now. <laughs> she's stuck with me now. Okay. And what, I live what if her. you get one more? What if you get one more? If I got one more... Uh, hmm. From OC, one more. Lydia. Really? Mm-hmm. I know this might be weird and that she's only had one season. You know what, actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go back on the cast and see who I really actually would want. Um, so no Heather. I, uh, I can... Uh, if Heather no is Shannon. not positioned, I, I, if any of these women don't work out the first season, bring in Shannon. Okay. But I just think Shannon could be doing something else, like a podcast, like a spinoff. I feel like Shannon could handle a spinoff. I want to see a real for real spinoff. I would love to see her going and getting her skinny girl life and doing real for real something, some fancy, fancy, some fancy, fancy, somewhere writing a book about real for real and weight and doing the thing and, and, you know, being on the journey. I would love that for Shannon. I just feel like, I don't know how much more Shannon has stormed for OC. Like, I just don't know how much more she can bring to this show and this group. Right. Like, it almost feels like it's like she's on autopilot. And yeah, so I'm like, as, mu as much as I love her, I don't want to see her for five seasons on, on autopilot. Yeah, you want to, you want some kind of, like, shake up a little bit at yeah, least like, in her life. And it's like, yeah. I need her to like I, I need like I, I need something. I nah, nah. I ain't gonna wish no bad on her life, but I just need yeah. something to to give her some energy. Like you know, she need a new business, a puppy, something. <laughs> give I, her a new I, I agree. girl, something. I. Oh my gosh. Like, you know, Jesus. she she has. I'll, I'll give her this. She has grown as far as like trying to be comfortable with her body. So I'll give her that. But I'm not a huge Bador fan. I like on on either end. Whether it's her ex-husband or whether it's her, I feel bad for her kids. Like, just not because she's a bad mother or anything like that, but I just feel bad that they like, you know, you know how like a lot of people are like, oh my gosh, your mom is so great, we love her, da 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 da, and then you're like, yeah, child, you haven't lived with my mother, so you don't know. You know, that's that, how I feel about Shannon. Yeah, that's how I feel about Shannon with those kids. If that makes sense. I feel the exact same way about Jen Shaw. Well, excuse me, Jennifer Shaw. I feel the exact <laughs> same way about her. Because I feel like there was a scene in the second season of Orange County where she was having a conversation with Omar. And I did a whole, well, well the whole 
actual thing wasn't about this, but I mentioned this in a video on my YouTube channel and I actually put a clip of it in there. When she was talking to Omar, that boy looked traumatized. Like, he just looked so checked out. Like, he just looked like, like, like it, 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 I know that look on his face. And it just, yeah. it, I was just like, Jennifer Shaw, you need to stop flouncing your ass around these lotto concerts. You need to stop buying $2,000 snowflakes for these bitches that don't like you and and you need to carry your ass home and go talk to your child yeah yeah it just I, just, you know, that, I feel like that glazed over look because I've done that to my mom before and god bless her I love my mother but um I feel like that glazed <laughs> over <laughs> I feel like that glazed over look is like oh my god not this again like you're really gonna yes. talk this again like like we've already been down this road like uh, aren't we done hasn't the hasn't the road come to an end aren't we stopped you know, like we've we've already gone and down. And then doing path. it on camera, it's like, yeah. geez, Louise, mate. Yeah. But I completely get where you're coming from on that. I I see that angle. I just I guess Shannon has just been in the in the background for me for so long that I just haven't even thought about the kids because I feel like they're independent girls and they like off on their own doing their own thing and and like they're like ships in the night with that woman. No shade. Now, when it comes to mm. Heather Debro, I'm on the fence about Heather Debro because if I got Heather Debro in her first run on the show when she wasn't the main girl, when they weren't staking the entire show on her back, when she wasn't the center girl that was supposed to be the head bitch in charge, and you know the the you know all of that, right. I can deal with Heather. I love Heather in that role. When she's the sniper from the side, I love Heather DeBro. But when she right. got all this pressure to carry the show, and she's just unlikable for me. I don't like Heather embracing the fact that she's rich and flaunting the fact that she got a lot of money. Like, I don't like her now being the rich bitch. Like, I just don't like it. God bless Yeah, I, I'm not gonna lie to you, I've never liked Heather. <laughs> That's fair. I just you're in a safe space. Like, Talk your shit. Yeah, you know what? It's just it's because like, um, have you ever been around Japs? I know it sounds Excuse really me. racist, but it's not. It's an acronym. It's an acronym. So it it stands for Jewish. It's, it's an acronym. <laughs> I was like, Excuse me. <laughs> yeah, it stands for Jewish American princesses. No. And that is what Heather Dubrow is. She's Jewish American. She is a princess. So. This, the day that the day that she came on screen for Orange County, and it's a very popular, by the way, but for all those that think I'm, I'm being anti-Semitic out there, it's like they call themselves Japs. Just put it, putting that out there. Like Jewish people call themselves, like I literally got this phrase from a Jew, like from somebody that's Jewish. Not like I, I didn't like make this up on my own and like whatever. So, um, but so, so Heather um, actually just, she just rubbed me that way where she's just like, I mean, her nickname is Fancy Pants for crying out loud. Like, right. You know, you can't and, like, get more like that. <laughs> yeah, no, and that and that's great. That's great that you own it. But like, I've just been around that kind of vibe, and I'm just like, it's just not for me. I, it just it I turns guess. me the wrong way. It turns me the wrong way. But you know, it, it did add something. And you're right. Like, it's really good television when she's not the main. I'll give mm-hmm. you that. She's she is good TV when she's not the main person. When she is when you know they have to carry everything on her back it was rough like last yeah. season was rough in that regard 
Um, I like couldn't even make just... it through the whole season, but I also have to blame Noella for that. How do you feel about Noella? Hard stop. Like, how do you feel about <laughs> that? Hard, hard stop. Oh my God. Left. So, I mean, I felt like her whole performance was a performance. Like, it was oh. a, it was a thing. It was like, she was like pushing the envelope of this is re- my re- quote unquote reality. But, I, and I'm sure that, you know what, the divorce, I'm sure the divorce part was, you know, gr- not great for her. And I'm sure that like, you know, trying to get certain things and talk to him and, you know, get settlements involved and whatever was was rough. I have friends that are going through divorce. I've never been married, so I can't, you know, I can't speak on that, but, um, or divorce, so I can't speak on that. But I can, I can't even imagine, because it's like a death, right? They say it's like a death, but the person's still alive and they're still around. So it's just yeah. really, really rough to, yeah. So, but, that whole you going in in by yourself and yelling at the stream and stuff like that stuff that, like that had to be that had to be fake that had that was to be nails fake. on a fucking chalkboard for me yeah that was nails yeah. on a chalk now mind you as much as I understand that moment though like I have been that person I just I just I just I just I just girl the sight Too of much. it was just here's how I feel about Noella. And people, people, when they first hear this, don't understand what I'm talking about. And then they think about it. Noella, for me, picked up where Bronwyn left off. I felt like Noella's first season was just as chaotic, over the top, cluttered, too much as Bronwyn's second season. Because I loved Bronwyn's first season. God bless her. Still love her now. But her second season, I, I'm not saying anything was fake. I ain't hit it out doubt your story no, no, nor your storyline but it was a lot to deal with it was a lot yeah. it was a lot you a lesbian uh, but you want to stay married but you don't like your husband but you got seven kids but you want to go off and you know bebop and thought bop around the world and go find yourself and you got this dungeon and you got this t- it's just a girl that's a lot and then you an alcoholic and you dealing with your drinking and then you throwing drinks at all these bitches in these houses it's just like girl who chill out Chill out. Asher's sober too. You were allegedly Asher's sober during that moment. Sober. You were sober throwing a drink. It was like what yeah. the fucking I, I I just couldn't keep up. And with Noella, it felt like I was getting like a just a that switch got flipped right back on. It was just blatant chaos. Noella was just is chaos. It, is it kind of like Erica, not this past season, but the season before? Is it kind of like that? But even more unhinged. Like, I felt like Erica was unhinged when it was appropriate for her sympathy play. I felt like even in all of the chaos that Erica had going on, I felt like that was the majority of just stuff happening to her versus her just falling the fuck apart. I felt like she still was very controlled and let us, like, that whole mascara running scene, that one fatal black tear, like, it was just... Like, it was like, girl, okay, we get it. Um, But it just felt like Noella lost her fucking mind on camera. Like, it was just so much at the same time. Like, it's the same thing with Bronwyn. Had I got any of those storylines individually, even two at Mm -hmm. a time, if we would have just got the lesbian and the alcohol, I'd have been fine. But girl, it's the husband and the kids and the girls and you talking about Gina's house and it's just so, and then you got this random ass girlfriend, like Broadway, slow down. And then Noella, 
I didn't even get a chance to get to know her. She came in as a fucking hurricane. Yeah. So I was like, girl, you, oh, girl, girl, I'm still shell-shocked and whiplash from Bronwyn. I don't got time for you, girl. Sorry. No, and then, how do you find out that somebody is half black three quarters of the way through the fucking season? Okay, so I'm first done. and foremost, though, like, you had to have realized that she was, that she was mixed with something. I didn't know what, like, I thought she was like, uh, like an Albanian. I thought she was somewhere from. I, I thought she. I did not. Black was the last thing that came to my mind. I'm so. I, I, and, I, and I don't know why. I don't know why. I, I don't have a reason for that. But black was the last thing that came to my mind. Now I knew she wasn't just straight up white, but I thought she was like spicy white. Like I thought she oh, was like Italian. Hispanic or I something. Was, yeah, like like like. Yeah. I thought she was Italian. A Brazilian I she was or. Like, yeah, like, 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 you know, Sophia Vergara you, you know what I'm saying? Right. Like, I didn't think she right. was black. That threw me for a loop. I was like, what you mean, black? black. <laughs> and they didn't even announce you. Like, you know, I'm confused when they didn't even announce her as the first black housewife. They, they didn't even announce her as the first black housewife. We all found that out at the same time. Or well, at least I, I did. Well, I, I'm still trying. So, so I actually, I, I did my due diligence and I looked. <laughs> that's the only that's reason fair. why I knew that she was black. Yeah, that's the only reason why though, cause I'm a nosy, I'm, I'm a nosy bitch. And I like, I, I got to know, I got to know. So like for me, like I'll, I'll research certain things like before the season even starts. And it's like the worst because then it gives things away. And it wasn't always like that. Like in the very, very beginning, like, you know, during the original, you know, Tamara Judge, Vicky Gunnelson, um, uh, who else? Gretchen um, and you know Lori. Time like I did not research anything, right? I like I was like you know what, uh, Lynn Lynn Curtin. Like I like didn't research anything. I was like you know what, I'm gonna like this is before the, all the blogs like were a thing and like all, like all that stuff. And I was like I'm gonna get to know these women naturally, blah blah blah, whatever. And then I think it was maybe like three years ago when I started doing the podcast. That, that was when Dave. I was like, I, got, I have to know. Like, I have to dig. I, th- this is getting ridiculous. And also, these bitches be on Twitter every two seconds. And it's constantly Oof, popping up. Oh, my God. It's like, and it's like th- thank you for some of the information, but I don't need all the information. I'm like, save some of it for the, like, isn't this why you, you sign NDAs and you're not supposed to say certain things about the show? This is why I wish they would go back to making them do blogs during the during the season instead of having them live tweet. Because when they were doing blogs, we didn't find out shit about the season. Yeah. Now that yeah. they on Twitter, people got blogs, people got footage, people got paparazzi, which don't exist for some reason. But all of a sudden, there's all these random paparazzi. What's happening? People leaking shit, cell phone footage. Like I don't like 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 mind you. I'll give this this devil's advocate on that. For some reason, it works for me when it comes to Real Housewives of Atlanta. I like finding out what's going on in Atlanta before the season starts. I like like for, for some reason only in Atlanta does it give me something to look forward to. But every other city, it annoys me, and I don't understand why that is. You know what I th- I think it is? It's because Atlanta doesn't have all that paparazzi following them around unless they're in LA or unless they're in New York or unless they're like in a certain area. And those women are tight-lipped. Like they're not going to sit there and like spill all the tea until the actual episode comes out, which is great because 
Yeah. That's that's when the audience should find out is when when all that stuff comes on air. That's when we should find out. But all the other franchises aren't doing that. Like they're all if they they're know all how in to little. Tease a season, if they want to know how to tease a season, they should call Candy because it seems like Candy is the one that never gets in trouble. But she be spilling all type of tea about the damn show for some reason. But she get away with it all the time. And we you know all tune in. You know what I think it is too, though. She's been in this industry for so long. She knows what to say, when to say, and how to say it. Good because she's trainer. she's been in the entertainment. Yeah, because she's been in the en- entertainment industry for so long, and she knows like this is what's gonna sell, and like all these things that we have already done on the show. Like, y'all just gonna have to wait. Like, you know, well, I'm not. I'm not gonna say. Which is great. Again, like suspense is wait the best the part of. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so I think I think. You know, that's, that's something that, like, a lot of these people that are on reality shows, like, have no idea how to do that because they haven't been in this been in this position before. And they love the attention, too. And, like, Candy's not one of the, like, she, don't be wrong, wrong. I'm sure she does love the attention. I'm not going to lie to you. I don't watch Atlanta. And I don't watch Potomac, which is hilarious because <laughs> I used to live in, I used to live in Maryland. So, um, but I don't watch it. Um, but... Yeah, I, I think that these, like, a lot of the people that are in some of these shows, like, they will not, like, look at Kyle. Kyle doesn't say shit. Ever. 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 You know, because she has worked in this industry since she was a child. She knows exactly what she can say, cannot say, shouldn't say, should say. Mm-hmm. So she doesn't do it. She doesn't spoil it. Everybody else, like, and all, everybody else that's on this, they... They should know better. Renna should know better. Renna, Renna is the exception to the rule. Renna should know better than to like pop off and like say these things that like didn't, A, didn't happen on camera. Like that's the one thing that really, really pissed me off. I'm like, nope, you cannot defend yourself because none of this happened on camera. We don't know anything because it wasn't, it, we can't see it. You can't defend yourself, sweetheart. Like she, she may have gone off. Kathy may have gone off, mm-hmm. but you'll, we'll never know because we can't see it and everybody else is telling you contradictory stories. Like you can't, anything that's off camera is annoying to me. I, it's just that, that's just really, really annoying when, like, yeah, I can't, I can't with that. Because I, I, how do you, like, I just, this is all so suspicious for me. Cause I'm just like, at this point, I'm just ready to throw away all of my questions, except for like very specific ones. And we just gonna chalk. Cause I just I don't I don't I don't listen down to the Beverly Hills y'all y'all don't, all y'all are getting on my nerves like I said but since you brought up Beverly Hills how, why do you think they be having cameras in Sprinter vans they be having cameras in bushes they they be having cameras in trees <laughs> they be having body cam footage these bitches be recording on cell phones they be having night cam I mean they they be. We got a whole scene in Orange County in night vision. They're thirsty. All of them are thirsty. I mean, like, but like, how do we not get any footage, any hot mic, any anything on Kathy anywhere? Nowhere. There wasn't. Nobody left a mic pack. Nobody left a phone with the voice recorder on. Nobody left a a GoPro in the Sprinter van. Wow. Yeah, and also if you are quote unquote alone in the room, 
like you shut yourself in the room I'd be recording that shit you locking your you locking yourself in a room and talking about oh you scared you done seen the devil bitch I'm recording evidence I want y'all to hear my last words hell with that yeah if you were really truly that scared you're recording something you're you're gonna sit there and be like I'm recording this shit because like nobody's gonna believe that this is happening and nobody will and nobody does because A you didn't record it B Kathy Hilton she has made it her mission to be part of this family this upper echelon family and have nothing leak out have like nothing bad about herself leak out everybody has been coming to her defense and been like Kathy would never do that she's not a bigot she's not this like she would never do that that's not the Kathy I know. And these are like celebrities that are vouching for her. Yeah, like when Latoya Jackson come out of hiding just to say she don't know Kathy Hilton to be no racist. Like, girl. Faye Resnick. Like, girl, what is that? Yeah. Like, fa- now mind you, I don't think more, I don't think that Faye Resnick is morally corrupt. I loved her book. But I'm just saying like, girl, you got all these people coming out the woodwork just to, like, just a just to pop up a post real quick like that is some shit and you know what listen I just I just don't for me it doesn't make sense because even if you were legitimately scared you would have recorded this for somebody to you know hear what you were going through and even if what I think happened you were trying to put on for the cameras and you know do the bullshit you still would have recorded this just to back up your storyline that you knew you were going to use to drag this for the next two months but here's the other thing that here's my other here's my other problem with this though too what the fuck was in the envelope what the fuck was in the envelope we've come to my next question because i was trying to figure out listen Renna said she had two envelopes. Andy said she had one envelope. She said they filmed it and they cut out shit. Andy said they ain't got to a damn thing about no envelope. Okay? So, I don't know what is going on here, but in the words of Whitney Houston, God rest her soul, I want to see the receipt. I yeah. want to see the receipt. Because I Andy was like... Because Andy was like, listen... All she had in that envelope was some shit about the Elton John party. And girl, we done did that. So that was next. And she's talking about she got all these type of receipts and that they done filmed it. Well, listen. No, 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 no. Post the receipts there. Since you said they right? filmed it, since you said they filmed it, that means, listen, if they give Runner a a whole cuties love is blind scene and they just randomly air the footage after an episode one day and be like well girl here's the receipts girl and it actually makes her ass a little crazy as hell oh that's what I need but why would they not one why would they not air that and even if they aired it and they cut it out why would Andy deny even filming it when you know the Bravo editors are shady as fuck honey they are good with a flashback so, Why would they so not shady. save that and use that for next season when you try to say, oh, da 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 oh, well, you remember when you said it at the reunion three months ago? Right. Um, yeah, we're going to flash that back right there because you lied. Do you believe, do you believe that um, Renna and the rest of those women are on, on her payroll or were on her payroll, on Kathy Hilton's payroll? I think payroll is a strong word. For lack of a better, for a better phrase, like, where, like, do you think that some kind, because that, that is also what Rena has been 
putting out there as well saying that she was on Listen, like I'm not gonna underestimate the power of Kathy Hilton because Kathy Hilton is old money Kathy yeah. Hilton is dynasty money Kathy Hilton is a legacy dollar honey Kathy Hilton is like American royalty dynasty establishment money like back when you cut your kids off for showing out in the press money like right. so I and mind you I've heard things there's an episode of my podcast with um Thea from your moms are watching she she led on to a lot of tea going on with Kathy Hilton down to the Beverly Hills and the moving and shaking that she got going on around in the street okay so I'm not saying she's not above anything I just I feel like even if it's not like her payroll, I feel like she's so well connected and she has such a great reputation in this industry because of the era that she comes from. She comes from the era of we don't talk about this. We sweep everything under the rug. We keep you keep our business in the house, honey. We don't talk about shit. Shit don't hit the press, honey. We cover shit up. We bury shit in the press. Like we like 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 we pay people for that. Like if anything, Kathy ain't leaking shit nowhere. Kathy is gonna pay to get it covered up. Yeah. If it if Kathy is doing anything, she's she is covering it up one hundred percent. So But then that I but then that 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 solidifies my theory, right? I listen, I'm on both sides of the fence. Do I just honestly do I think she had a fit? One thousand percent. Do I think that she said something racist and or ho- and or ho- 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 homophobic? No. And let me tell you why. I'm not going to take Renna or Eric as viable sources when it comes to how somebody is saying something derogatory. Because first of all, cut and dry, Erica Erica was way too comfortable saying the word faggot on TV. First of all. Two, I'm not going to take Renna as a credible source about anything about race. When the when the reunion before Garcelle was calling her out about saying she didn't want race talked about on the show. So I'm not going to take Renna pulling the race card seriously when she was just trying to defend herself against not wanting race brought up on the show just a year before. That doesn't make sense to me. Wait, so I don't remember that part. And this was on the reunion? This was at the reunion last year and Garcelle was like, well, I was told that you didn't want race brought up on the show and that that's not what we do over here. And Rena got her ass up off of that couch, walked over there and tried to sit on Garcelle's lap to try to just nip it in the bud. Oh, was that uh, what she was trying to like, like, let's, let's, okay. Let's just okay. squash this. Let's just squash this. No, you want to squash this topic. And I don't like, I, I just can't take what Renna says seriously when it comes to race and Erica was just way way too comfortable saying faggot on TV I'm sorry that was crazy to me and nobody addressed it like what does that even mean yeah I mean I now what she now what she said about Kyle that's a horse of a different color for me oh I think she said all that all that Oh, about about like uh, uh, taking taking her down and stuff like that, and then what she said about Kathy? Uh Yeah, one hundred percent. And then um, what about her saying that she would take down NBC and Bravo and blah blah blah? 
it would make sense because I feel like one, she probably already didn't get that $2 million to come back. Two, I feel like there's some inner workings with the contract when it comes to Paris and Love and her contract at um, at the Housewives. And I feel like, you know, that's probably part of the reason why she wanted $2 million. That was probably like, oh, well, we'll give you a season two of Paris and Love if you give me $2 million for, for both. That's just a theory of mine. But I just, it would make sense because she's already a friend of she's giving you two shows like her family has already been drug on this show she's already a staunch defender of Kim she's always gonna have Kim's back and, and the way that they've done Kim on this show obviously upsets her terribly so I feel yeah, like yeah but you I always also feel sorry to interrupt you but like I always also no, feel ahead. like Kim, that bitch did it to her damn self this is what happens You're when you get on wrong. reality TV you cannot you cannot like the truth will come out and you being wrong. an alcoholic is going to come out. And you by the way, if wrong. that and if that comes out, lean into the skid, baby. Lean into the skid. Lean into like own that shit. And just be like, yeah, mm-hmm. I have a problem. I'm I'm not perfect. I'm trying to make my and so many people can relate to you. You could have turned everything around if you turn if you flipped it on her and was like, you know what? You're totally right. I am an alcoholic. I have a drug and alcohol dependency issue. You know, I'm working on it day by day and this is, it's, it's a struggle for me. You know, I can't be like, some people just can't be sober. It's right. just, it's just the reality of their life. You know, they can't be sober and they try daily to just look at themselves in the mirror and try Some people don't, but you know, reality TV has a way, like when a camera's in your face, you can't escape it. So with her, like she could have, oh, she could have, I, I have the feeling that a lot of it is, it's 50-50 on this one for me. It's 50-50, mm-hmm. like, it is partially Kim's fault. And yeah, you know what? It probably wasn't great that her sister outed her, and that sucks. But mm-hmm. you know what, honey? That That's when you own your shit, and they're like, you know what? It, you still did the action. You still drank. Mm-hmm. You still popped those pills. You still did whatever uh, other drugs and booze that you did. Own that stuff and, move, and, and, fig, and try to figure it out. You know, that's what life's all about. Figure your shit out. And if you have to yeah. do it on reality, unfortunately, like you signed up for this, and if you have to do it on TV, that fucking sucks. But that's what you signed up for, you know. What you signed and, up for, and and you know what? I, I mean, that not to say that Kyle set her up for this, but I do feel like that was the whole purpose of her coming on the show because I feel like Kyle wanted Kim to come on the show to get her off of fucking purse straps first, so that her and Mauricio could 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 stop paying her damn bills. Yeah. But in retrospect don't feel like it was the best decision but however that doesn't absolve Kim of any race of any race race responsibility for her actions I'm not saying no. that at all because at the end yeah. of the day you got your ass up there and called Brandy a slut pig no shit like yeah. what girl I mean high key aggressive high I mean I I'm not gonna lie I miss the old Beverly Hills we didn't have like again no twitter barely any blog action we were like worried about the blog action like any shit on the blogs like we were just like enjoying and living in the moment of all that was brandy glanville and kim's relationship and you know you know wine throwing renna and like like stuff like that like that was i don't know that that shit was my chance <laughs> like so i wanted to go back together to your ultimate 
So if you could go back to your ultimate Beverly Hills cast, who would you pull together? Because I'm ready to scrap the whole damn cast at this point with the exception of Sutton and Garcelle. So I, here's my thing, is that like, as far as television is concerned, I would keep certain people. Um, mm-hmm. Just because it would be good for ratings, it would be good for TV. Garcelle is obviously really good for ratings. She's really good for t- television. Because um, that bitch is a pot stirrer. I don't, I don't care. <laughs> she stirs the, she stirs the she pot. Is. She, she is. She stirs the pot. She gonna move um, the needle. She gonna keep... She, she, yeah. She, she's gonna keep the train moving. Honey, oh, absolutely. we gonna keep this show going. Y'all gonna get a but show. Here's the, but here's the other thing, too. Erica Jane does the exact same thing. She also... Mm-hmm. Her and Reda... Her, Retta, Jane, and um, Garcelle, they all move the needle. Like, they all, like, you know, granted, you know, Lisa Retta and Erica Jane are now the bad guys in, in Beverly Hills cast, but all of them could technically move the needle. And I think that that's good that you shouldn't have just one because then you just focus on the one that's the poster. And it's like, it just, I don't know, it doesn't make for that great of TV because there's so many different factors or whatever. I think Kyle needs a break. I love her, but I just think that she needs a break and she needs to focus maybe on herself and her family and just take some time off. You know, take take a take a little pause. You know, put yourself on pause. Andy doesn't go get your damn pause. real estate happen. license. Yeah, like enjoy, enjoy your life that you've like built for yourself too. By the way, enjoy what you've yeah. built. Go go to your place in Aspen and just enjoy your life. Go to your place in Mexico and just enjoy your life. Go to Palm Springs and come with me and hang out with me at Splash House. Like. Work. You know, en- enjoy your life right now, right? Like, come come and hang out with me and see Diplo. Um, I'm I'm definitely down with that VIP life with you, Kyle Richards. You should definitely enjoy Palm Springs and your your home out there. I would love to see Vanderpump back, but that bitch is never coming back um, to to Beverly Hills. Other than that, oh, and Glanville, I'd bring I'd bring Glanville back for sure. So, Rena, Erica, Garcelle, Vanderpump. Brandy, what is that? One, two, three, four, five. Um, I think Dorit is getting stale, and I, like God bless her. I love, you know, that she's a survivor and she's doing her thing, and you know, <laughs> I, I don't know, I don't know, I, I don't know I how I. Mean I, to laugh. I did not mean to laugh, but the way you said that was funny as shit. That was she's a survivor and she's doing her thing. <laughs> but I like she's boring as fuck. Like. Uh, other than that storyline of her getting her, her getting robbed and almost killed, like uh, I'm good. Like, uh, and I'm sorry that happened to you. Nobody should have to go through that, but I'm good. I would scrap the rest of the cast. I'm good without Crystal being there, um, <laughs> which is sad because I really, really loved her first her first season. I thought that she was going to be really great for the show, and then this flip floppy thing that she does about like, well, that's my truth. I'm like, but it's a lie. What you said was a lie. Like, but it's a uh, lie. Like what you said, what you said was like just A, it didn't make sense to me, like at all. And B, it was a lie because you didn't say like they she didn't say anything that was ten times worse. You made it sound bad. Like she took your firstborn and freaking put it up for satanic sacrifice or some shit. Like yes. you like you made it sound so bad that I was like, Oh my gosh, like this has to be another off camera moment. And it wasn't. She didn't say anything. Sutton didn't even say anything. This is the one time I'll defend Sutton because I'm not a huge fan of her. But <laughs> like, she didn't do anything. She didn't say anything. She said nothing to you that would have provoked anybody, even me, a woman of color. Like I would have never been like, I would be like, okay, good for you for knowing for knowing some black kids and some Asian kids 
and them all coming together. Like, if you hooray think that you're that, you. what? A, yeah, like hooray for you, good for you, yay. I, I, I don't, I don't see what she said to be so much worse than it was. And I get, I get the not, you know, being naked and stuff like that. Her coming in, but I don't think that she meant that in a malicious way. So I don't know. I, I'm good with. I did a whole episode of my podcast as an open letter to Crystal because the shit that she did in the first part of the reunion really triggered me. And I just, I have very strong thoughts about Crystal. Um, Because I, too, liked her her first season. But then this second season, I just didn't understand anything you said. Like, I just don't understand how you can sit here and say that somebody, you can blatantly say verbatim that somebody said something problematic. And then when you get to the reunion and say that she didn't say anything specifically that was problematic, your experience from the conversation was problematic. How is that not two different things, Mama? Yeah. Oh, I 100% agree with you on this. So it's that and then it's several other things, but that's a whole, whole other episode. But I just, I just, she, I, she needs to go for me. Yeah. I'm good without Crystal. Sorry, Jareed. I love you. I love your fashion. I love the fact that you can wear Balenciaga, well, not Balenciaga, hopefully anymore. But Not Balenciaga. (laughs) (laughs) Not anymore. Uh, But hopefully you can wear, you know, all Louis V or you can wear all Chanel and you can make that work because not a lot of people can. Um, but other than that, I'm good without Dorit. Um, you can be a friend of. I think her coming in as a friend of would be really sweet, you know, because yeah. obviously she, you know, um, yeah, that would probably be my cast. I would, I would minimize it. I would love to see Teddy back, just because I feel like if she got that extended season, Teddy could grow into her old and be own and do something different. I think we didn't get enough time with her. I know a lot of people think she's boring, but like I think that we didn't get a lot of time with her because the last season that we had with her, that bitch was pregnant. Right. She couldn't drink. So what was she supposed to do? What, what, what was she supposed to give? You know? And so I just, I would love, I would just love to see her on, um, give her a little bit more of a chance. I would love to see Faye Resnick because I think that that bitch would be freaking great for reality TV because like she just... I've been begging for Faye Resnick for years. Oh, I've been begging I, for Faye Resnick for years. I'm just so Listen, bummed that she... Is she saying no? I feel like she's the one that's saying no. She was a friend of for, like, two seasons, which I don't even remember because I felt like we never really saw her like that. But, like, I feel like she is the person that would, like, turn down the diamond. But I, but but when the show started, Faye Resnick was the only one that I recognized. She was the yeah. only one I knew when the show started. But it was because I had read her book. I don't know what that says about me. But I knew <laughs> Faye Resnick. I didn't watch yeah. No Escape the Rich Mountain. I wasn't watching Little House on the Prairies and whatnot. Okay, because I did. I knew who Kyle Richards was. Just specifically I did. because that I, I was obsessed with Little House on the Prairie. I was obsessed with that show when I was a kid. So I, I yeah. For you. I had That's, no it was clue, so... but I knew who Faye Resnick was because I grew up like like with my parents watching the OJ trial and I read Faye Resnick's book because I was obsessed. I, I read all the OJ books. I read Dave's book. I read everybody's book. So I knew who she was and my and my stepdad had her Playboy bag. Um, oh, of course. Issue, so. uh, dude, she's stunning. Like talk Gorgeous. about Still. beautifier. Still. To this Gorgeous. Day. Stunning. Stunning. Yeah. I'm like, whatever, honey. What if that's natural or whatever doctor you got? I want, I want that. I want that Give doctor when I'm, when I when I when I'm 60. I want, mean? I want that number because I think that that's when I'm gonna be 
maybe doing some tucking. Ready for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Listen, yeah. I want to, listen, I want to age like Pharrell. And then the moment something cracks, I want a doctor to, to be there to catch it. Oh, I love that for you. I love that for you. Um, catch yeah, it no, it cracks, I, though. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I just wish that, I wish that she would say yes, but I get, I get why she would say no. Oh, I was going to tell you, I, um, so not the OJ trial, because I remember where I was in the OJ trial. Um, the LA riots, when the LA riots happened, because they coincided with the OJ trial, the leave, like they were like right next mm-hmm. to one another with the Rodney King. Yeah, Jr. they were like right around the same time. Same time. Yeah. So my dentist was in downtown LA. And it was like in Koreatown, but like they're right next to each other. Downtown LA and Koreatown are like literally right next to each other. And yeah. so my mom, you know, we, we took time off from the school. She's like, okay, we're going to do this whole day thing. We're going to go to downtown LA. And like, if you know LA traffic, it just sucks. Like you have to take <laughs> the whole day off in order to get to where you got to get to. So we went to our dentist. We like got our teeth cleaned and like cavity searches and whatever the things that you do at the dentist, which I fucking hate the dentist. Um, mm. And then we... We leave and we come back home and I'm a TV junkie. So I automatically turn on the television and LA's on fire. All of downtown LA is on fire. Like everything, like the riots had just started. And then I saw our dentist um, shop, like our our dentist office. And I was like, mom, were we just there? And she's like, get on your knees and pray right now, right now. Everybody thank the Lord. We were like, cause we, and we were an hour away from the riots. Like we were, um, like the, the riots happened an hour later. Yeah. Yo. Crazy. Listen. Yeah. Crazy. That is fucking insane, bro. Trust Ooh, me, chill. 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 I died. Bro. I died. I, yeah. Chill. I died. And like, we were, we didn't know, because I think I was like 12 or 13 or something like that at the time. So like, I was like, I don't know, like, I'm not going to be checking the news every single two seconds. And this is be obviously pre Twitter, pre like social media, pre internet, pre everything. Like you got your information from the radio or you got it from, you know, the news, the, the news on, you know, the, there was no other avenue. You have no other way of knowing. Um, right. And my poor broke ass didn't have cable. You didn't have CNN or any of that stuff. So, um, yeah, it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. Sorry, I just wanted to mention that because you mentioned uh, the OJ trial, which was insane, too. I mean, talk about racial divide, man. (laughs) Listen, it's a child. I just, oh, Lord, please don't let me get in my activism bag, Jeff. (laughs) We'll be here all damn night, (laughs) Jeff. I mean, I have the time, so... (laughs) I mean, T, what in? Buckle up, slut. No, I'm just playing. But, like, how, well, speaking of, speaking of, since you want to go there, how you feeling about Roni right now? Where are where The new are, cast are or the Roni? legacy, or the quote-unquote legacy cast? Well, I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't know if legacy is going to actually happen. So let's just talk about the new cast because there's a lot of feelings that I have about it. But, you go because okay. you're the guest and you're why we're here <laughs> well, I mean I'm living in your moment right now I'm like gulping up your moment right now I, lo- I love it I just want you to be the moment because I just love listening to you um, but Kim Kim Hestera from uh, Real Housewives East, East Coast Real Housewives said um, that the, the new cast 
um, should be like the real girlfriends of Paris. Yes. Except it should be the real girlfriends of New York and they should like extend that franchise. And I 100% agree with her. 100% agree. I think this should be, this should not be Roni. You should not be the succubus of that or whatever and attach yourself to that. And I think that the old cast from Roni should totally still exist. Let's bring back Ebony. Let's bring back, I'm not a huge fan of Ramona, but let's bring back that too because there's like controversy with that as well. And we never got a, never got a damn reunion. What the fuck is that? Um, you know, and let's bring back Luann, even though, again, not the, again, these women are just really good television. That's the only reason why I would want to bring them back. Let's bring back Leah. Let's bring back, you know, that whole entire cast or whatever. And you can, like, sprinkle in a couple other people or maybe a Hold couple. Up. Pause. Uh, Pause. Because I don't want Leah McSweeney nowhere near black people. Okay. I don't want Leah McSweeney nowhere near black people. I'm sorry. So, I can't do it. I don't want nowhere near black folks. Sorry. Go ahead. So I, I I get why you I get why because I did listen to y'all's episode um, with, oh. with Kim. So <laughs> I, um, I I get it. Um, yeah, you think that you think that she used that she used Ebony, right? Was that yeah. the was that the consensus of that? Short answer, yeah. I think okay. she used Ebony, and I think that the whole motive for her befriending her and bringing her on the show was completely convoluted and evil. And it's like that that's like some reverse Karen shit like that's like some insidious Karen shit like you go instead of instead of targeting the black person you're gonna use them to do your bidding ugh that's just that's gross I mean look at the whole entire you want you really want to get into this because look at the whole entire music industry just putting that out there hello hello no they have been using black people music forever so this is just another this is just another why do you way think, of them doing it. Why do you, like, 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 prime example, why is it rap music is the only industry that any old body from any old place can just walk into and we're supposed to just welcome them with open arms? But let our ass walk over there to the CMT Awards. Oh, they about booed Beyonce out the fucking building. Wait, what about, well, because they do collaborations and stuff like that, but like, what about, and there's obviously, it's really, it's a lot of harder to break into, but what about, um, oh, why am I blanking on his name? Because he was originally a country star. He was not a rapper. And he's of color, and it's only one person, so I get what you're, I get what you're saying, but there are black country um, musicians, but I'm talking about the label. Yeah. I'm, I'm talking about the labels. I'm talking about, like, music labels specifically, that mm-hmm. they... They use and and we can talk. We can talk about Elvis stealing people's Blue music. Blue eyes, soul, and all that. Yeah, God. Yeah, we can, so we can talk play. about. Yeah, we can Rock talk and about roll that. R and B to rap, one hundred. Absolutely, and let's not forget too that rap is the only thing. Like, if you thought, uh, if, think think about hip hop right now, or not not even now. Like, just think about hip hop in general as a genre, as a genre. Um, hey. <laughs> they um. This was the one and only genre that they demonized. That yes. it was demonized and it was sexualized and was like, you have to be a hip hop artist. Like in order to be a hip hop artist, you gotta be a gangster or a thug or whatever. But you know, if you're in rock and roll or whatever, and like, don't be wrong, there are negative connotations to rock and roll too, right? Sex, drugs and rock and roll. But for the most part, the message is I, like in country, my cat died. She broke my heart. I dug my key into the side of his little pretty souped up four wheel drive. You know, like they're talking about heartbreak. They're talking about heartbreak. They're not talking about like, I went to the street and I freaking capped his ass. 
I went and I fucked right. this chick and da 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 like all these like bad like negative connotations to hip hop when hip hop mm-hmm. is like it's it's music it's lyrical man like there are and I'm not even gonna get into Kanye I'm just I'm gonna just go into a different um, arena but like if you look at Pharrell talk if you about look a hard at their list. music uh, if you look at Pharrell and you look at his lyrics they're mm-hmm. beautiful like you yes. look at um most oh, dev yeah what yeah oh my god common when common was like back in the day when common wasn't an actor yes that's right back people. when he was common, common was not a, yes when he was common sense when common was not an actor and he was not side by side with queen latifah he was actually a, a hip-hop artist and he had the best music i've ever heard in my life like that yes. underground shit that he he spit was so beautiful but they don't push that they're not pushing that agenda they're not pushing that like hey you know, just let you know, black people actually have lyrical, wonderful, beautiful music out there that doesn't consist of, like, fucking a hoe, right? Oh, like, uh, why just, is Rhapsody not, like, number one across? Like, that Eve album? Oh! Yes. Jesus almighty. Like, there's just, like, they're, like, they're out there. They don't get praised. Just like when people say that R&B music is dead. Where, bitch? Because Jasmine no, R&B uh, music uh, is not being... It's still living. Yeah, R&B music is not being promoted by exactly. the by by the powers that be. That's why you can't why why you think R&B is dead because it's not being rap promoted. Because more There's profitable right now. That's yeah. all it is. Like it's just not the genre right now. Because yeah. remember when rap solo, like like here's the thing. That's the thing. Like why is it only the black genres that can that got called dead? When rap took over from rock and roll, nobody said that rock and roll died. Yeah. Yeah, when no they collaborate with one another. Yeah. yeah, like instead we got Run DMC and Aerosmith doing a song. We got Jay Z and Lincoln Park. But yeah, but the moment that something happens, oh R and B is dead. Oh hip hop is dead. Nobody ever killed country. No one ever killed rock and roll. <laughs> no shit. Like, you know what's interesting though. You know what's interesting though is that like as much as they want to demonize like. And I'm not trying to demonize, you know, all genres of, of music or anything like that, because there's negatives and positives to anything. It's just like, it's just like the U.S., like as much as I love this country, like there's bad parts of this country. There are great parts of this country. It's the same thing with any country that you live in. It's never going to be perfect. If you if you can find me a utopianistic society, I would love to live there, but it just doesn't exist. Um, I, that, that sounds so whatever, like so mean, but whatever. Um Honestly, that's real ass shit. Cause I, that's yeah. why I consider myself more of an android that, that, and a damn human. Shout out to my Dragon Ball Z fans. But bitch, if I could go <laughs> to Namek, I would today. Oh my god, you sound exactly like my boyfriend. So my boyfriend is like, when the aliens come, I want them to take me because I want off this damn planet. <laughs> like, like, bitch, send me to Piccolo, dead ass. Yeah. Like, I would <laughs> gladly go. I, I volunteer as tribute. Me. I volunteer as tribute. <laughs> I volunteer as tribute, bitch. I'm busting to the front of the line, honey. Oh, life. I love it. I love it. Um, but to answer your question, yeah, I mean, I, I, I'm going to give it a chance. I'm going to give Roni a chance. I'm going to give this new cast a chance, but I don't think that they should be under the Roni name. And I don't know if that answers your question. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that answers your question, but like, I'd love to see, Sonia needs to be on my screen 24-7. Um, I love her. I think she's hilarious. She's great television. Um, I'm not a huge Ramona Singer fan. I still want to toast her. The letters. 
the letters. I the waiting list. Listen, the Morgan letters. I want the book. Like, give me the book. I want the Morgan letters. Get like I like I want them in scroll form and like ancient I love text. This. I, like, 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 I don't give a damn if she carves them on concrete slabs. I'm reading them. Oh, Dead my God. I, has she come out with a book yet? I do not know. But I feel like she should have. She probably has. I don't know. But I feel like she can get a book fast. But, but I feel like she can get a book out faster than she can get a toaster. So. Yeah. Um, right. I think everybody's on. I think everybody's on the waiting list for Sonia Morgan's toaster oven. I'm still waiting. I, li- listen, I would rather wait for a toaster oven from from Sonia Morgan than some Sheba Charette. So I'll be waiting. Really? Absolutely. Because I because my ass can care my ass. I don't need the Sheba Charette label. Yeah. I do yeah. not. And then on top of that, Sheree, listen, <clears throat> Sheree infuriates me as a person. Like, just like we were talking about how rap music today amplifies all of the negative stereotypes that are labeled among the 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 black community. I feel like right. Sheree has a tendency to embody a lot of very negative stereotypes about black people and black women on reality television that I really don't like. And I'm just like, you're too comfortable embracing and bragging about the fact that you don't pay your fucking bills. And that pisses me off. It just yeah. like it just seems like you're way too comfortable being funny with your money. And yeah. it just I don't like it. I don't like it. Like Sheree infuriates yeah. me. Yeah, so this is also, by the way, this is the reason why I didn't want to watch Potomac or Atlanta because I didn't want to watch those stereotypes come kind of come to life and be more of the main focus. Ooh, so we can't so, have the colorism conversation about Potomac. <laughs> and that is... I, I just, I can't, like, I, when you... When you... It, it's, like give, it's like giving the competition the leg up, right? When you, like, when you act the way that they think you're going to act even though that's not you that's not who you are and I bet you if I like actually hung out with you in real life you're probably not like that person whatsoever you're probably an amazing wonderful individual who has great attributes and is extremely intelligent and doesn't have that kind of baser instinct and it's all for naught because you just acted a fool on on national television and you just you just proved their point you just proved the person's point you just made us all and it's like it's like you know what it's like you're making us all look bad by yeah. doing that, by by like by it, pulling out somebody's weave, by you know, gra- like scratching somebody's, you know, whatever. Uh, it, it's just making us all look and, bad. And sure, I get y'all are gonna sit here and say, "Oh well, she don't rep- she don't represent me. Black people aren't a monolith." Da, da 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 da. I get all of that. We know what the facts are. We know that black people are not a monolith. We know the one people don't don't rep don't represent the whole bunch, but. In the society that we are in, they are going to look at somebody like that and expect everyone that walks in the room to that to give that. Yeah. Yeah. It's not us. So I don't think it's the black community that you need to be concerned about that's saying like, you know, we look like, you know, that that's not who represents us and it's saying that it's everybody else. 
right? Yes. Just like you said. It's everybody else that's going to look and be like, oh, that's how black people normally act. So that's how that, y'all rock? You know? Oh, okay. Yeah. That's how y'all do it and over there? Oh, okay. Like, uh, this is a bad, uh, this is such a mean example because my family is not like this whatsoever. But when my parents were about to get married, my, my dad's super old school from Louisiana. And he asked my uncle, because my grandfather wasn't alive or isn't alive. And he asked my uncle for my mom's hand in marriage. And so my, my dad is from the South, by the way, for everybody that you know doesn't know that. He's from Louisiana. And mm. so he grew up extremely old school and like asked, asked for my mother's hand. He got the permission and everything like that. He's, my father was very well-spoken, an amazing man. Um, and, but there was still always that, you know, well, he's, he's, he's a man of color, he's, he's a black dude. Like, just, like even though mm-hmm. my father spoke eloquent, like, dude had a very white voice. Like, he had a voice for radio. And like, and, wow. he, was six, and he, he was 6'3", big build, like, like a really good looking dude with the fro and everything. Like had the fighter he was a uh, in the air force had the fighter pilot glasses on and you know mm. um just looked the part and just very stunning and very well properly dressed and spoke well but because of the things that my korean side family saw on the news they were wary even though my, my father had never done any of that stuff never gone to jail he never like he didn't have a record he didn't like none of it right but because mm-hmm. the black community is is looked at like that on television that's their only frame of reference. They've never met a black person. They're in Korea. Like the only men of color that they've ever met are the military people and they don't give a good reference. So, um, you know, so that that was their that was their lookout at it. Their their outlook at it. That mm-hmm. that's what black people are. That's what black people do. Like they, you know, they're they're out there robbing and killing and stuff like that. Even though my dad never ever did any of that stuff. So you still do represent your people when you are yes. out there. You know, so just represent the, us well, baby. <laughs> because the problem is you don't represent us to us. Yeah, and that's what y'all don't understand. Black people don't represent black people to black people because we see right. y'all and we're like, oh, okay, cool. You you do you. But the problem is, is when you go anywhere outside of us, that's who you represent us to. You represent us right. to any white room you, you you walk into, to any other race, that's who you represent us to because they may not know another black person. You may be the, the Real Housewives of Atlanta, the girls on Love and Hip Hop, the girls on the Black Eating Cruise and all of those. Y'all may be the only black people these people know. Yeah. So it's like, what, like, girl, like, I ain't saying that you gotta be fake or like not be yourself, but still like, you wouldn't go on your job at Kroger and slap the bitch in aisle three for dropping the milk on the floor. So why would you choose to walk into your job just because you are being paid to film in a restaurant and drink wine, all of a sudden throw a glass in a woman's face? Like that doesn't make yeah. sense. Like it just doesn't, it just, it just, it just, especially because Black people, and I don't know how this is for Hispanic people, for Asian people, for any other minority of color, because like I said, I was raised by a full-blooded Panamanian woman and was only raised as a a little Black kid with no Panamanian culture. So I only know about being Black. Black people were inherently raised to inherit to interpret our behaviors under the white gaze. How many times do we hear as black people in our community, 
you see what them white folks think? You see how they look at us? What, what do you think white folks gonna think? How many other races experience that? So when we grow up already being being taught to gaze out US, why would you now kill your ass on national television and play step and fetch it? That's all I'm saying. No, definitely. I mean, it's, it's especially so, like you said, I was raised by, like you were raised by full-fledged woman of color, right? So I was not, I, I mean, I guess my mom is woman of color, but she, I was raised by an Asian woman. So for me, I was never, I never thought that way, right? Where like, you know, they rep, like, they're looking at, they're looking at you right now and you're their only re- representation. But, but I, but as I got older, I completely get that. It's like you. Like you I was have taught to... that going to school. Like, 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 going to school. Growing up, we were raised like, don't go out here showing out, doing all of this. Don't sag your pants. Don't do this. Don't wear your clothes like that. Don't have your hood up. Don't do all of that because you don't want to look like how them folks think we look out here. You don't want to. Re- you don't want to represent the stereotype. Like, so, like. This is gonna be very strong of me to say, but I truly believe this, but I'm always known for having really strong opinions and standing on it. A lot of the times I feel like watching black people on reality TV is watching a modern minstrel show. (laughs) And it's very depressing. I should so (laughs) not be laughing at that, but that is hilarious. Like it's really, I feel like it is funny because that's the whole thought process of it, right? Like it's meant to be funny. we're meant right. to laugh at it, yeah. But the deep, but right under that surface layer of it being funny, you're laughing at all of the negative stereotypes that they're blatantly choosing to put on French Street. That yeah, is very like sad for me. Yeah, it's very sad because I go back like I grew up watching people like Josephine Baker. I grew up people like, you know, watching all of these people. So it's like it's hard to go back and see the people who had to do that to make a living and seeing people who are choosing to conduct themselves that way because they know that's what white people want to see us act like. Yeah, that is painful I mean, li- for me. I mean, and it, the sad part is too, is that like in regular television shows, programs, movies, et cetera, there have been people that are like producers, directors, whatever, that have been like, can you black it up a little bit more for us? And it's like, that shouldn't exist. That like, be, beca- but because you, certain people decide to act that kind of way, whether it's reality TV or whether it's what, what they think that it should be, that's that's the reason for it. It's just, it's sad. It, it's. I just I wish that everybody would act better and I, I I guess maybe this is a way of making people accountable and be like you know what the black community just needs to start being accountable and if you act that way then it, it is what it is but wouldn't you want people to see you in more of a positive light so wouldn't you act more in a positive light I don't know I, I guess to each his own listen and it becomes really hard for me because I had to really reevaluate how I present myself when it comes to, you know, me being a content creator, me taking the the um, stances that I take and, 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 you know, choosing to fight the fights that I fight. Because if you go to my YouTube channel, it really is like an activism-based channel. Like, I'm really speaking about the 
it becomes really difficult. I, when people are for you, it's so hard seeing the Hello. Yeah, no, I could I you're going in and out. Sorry, I'm not sure oh. what that's about. But you can hear me, okay? Yes, I can hear you now. Oh, okay, cool. But like for me, it's hard when the black community is all on your side when you're calling out racism and, you know, calling out white people for how they treat us and, you know, calling out the man and, you know, doing all of that shit. It's so hard seeing the black people be all behind you when it comes to that. But then when you hold the black community accountable for their own action, they turned on me. Yeah. And it was very, like, it like, like talk about a hard left. I remember the moment it was when the Will Smith Chris Rock slaps happened. Mm-hmm. And I held Will Smith accountable. I held Chris Rock accountable. I held Jada Pinkett Smith accountable. And it just seemed like because I I took Will Smith to, to the mat for this, people literally turned on me and was like, you know, what do you what do you expect him to do? Blah 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 blah. And this all goes back to a follow up video that I made, basically talking about like black people gotta matter to black people first. Like we gotta stop holding ourselves under the white gaze. Like we can't stop judging our actions by what white people gonna think because at the end of the day we gotta matter what we look like to each other. Why is it at the end of the day y'all don't want to be thumbed down to black on black crime? and be reduced to a violent stereotype but then y'all gonna get y'all ass on the internet and sit here and say that the only way for Will Smith to handle that that situation was to resort to violence are you y'all kidding me this a better a, way to handle this? This, this so that was the backlash that she basically I was like well what else is you supposed to do was you supposed to like sit there like a bitch yeah like go go off to the side and be like you and I are gonna have words later like we'll go outside and have words like, you don't need to do it I, there on national television. Like, handle your business outside. Handle your business later. That shit was insane. Like, and it specifically happened on TikTok. But, like, up until that moment, though, it even, like, like, even before that, when I would sit here and be speaking up and be speaking out about these things that, you know, happen within the community, things that happen. And like, mind you, I wasn't just talking about black people. I was talking to Whoopi Goldberg when she made the whole, made the whole Jewish comment about, about the Holocaust. I made a whole so video about keep her accountable. Jimmy Kimmel. I, you oh, know. the blackface, yeah. Yes, the blackface, yeah. the whole BTS joke. Did the whole video about that. I still don't understand how people of color go on his show, but that's a whole different story. Like, I talk about everybody. Spotify, Joe Rogan. I, I did a video about everybody, right? But it just, it seemed like I only got support talking about racism from white people. Well, in the majority, right? Like, it okay. seemed like, and, and it felt like, I don't want to take this away from the white people that support me, but it right. almost felt patronizing in a way because it was like why do I not have more influx of support from my own people and y'all are who I'm speaking for y'all are really who I'm speaking to do you get what I'm saying like I'm speaking for us why is there not and then like the only time I did get an influx 
of engagement from black people was when they was when they was trying to tell me to shut the fuck up and let Chris and let Chris get his damn ass whipped. Like it just it just it it boggles my mind. So I so it came to a point where like I don't really do a whole lot of speaking out culturally about stuff. Like I do because it's just who I am, but like I don't direct my 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 content around it anymore. It's right. just it's just been hard. It's just been hard. Like I always so for me and I can completely understand that because like I've always been told, well, you wouldn't know you're from Manhattan Beach. You wouldn't know you ain't black enough. Well, you wouldn't know because you grew up Asian. Like I've gotten all of that. So I, I can I can only imagine what you're going through being somebody that's actually on their side, on you know, people of color's side. And just being like, look, I'm just holding holding you accountable. You know, I'm holding your foot to the fire and saying like, this is wrong. We we are, we should ha- hold ourselves to a higher standard. That's yes. I, I feel like that's what you should. That's what you're basically your message is coming across as to me at least. Yes, like you're just yes, you're just like, asking, we gotta want better for us. Yes, and it it is sad that you know, it's it's so true. I get into a lot of I don't want to say arguments, but I get into a lot of debates or you know, we don't agree. Um, when it comes to people of color supporting people of color. Like, mm-hmm. you support them, you support people of color when it's convenient for you. Like, oh, we can put we can put the blame on somebody else. So, or on another race or on another, you know, whatever, mm-hmm. you know, group. That's not us. And that's fine. Yeah. You know, go ahead and attack those people. But then you're attacking your own people? Like, no, that's not... And it's like, I'm trying... I'm just trying to ask you to do better. That's it. If you think about it, like, you know that the Irish and the, um, when they came over to the U.S., they Mm -hmm. did better. You know what they did? They became policemen. They became politicians. They became cops in the very, very beginning. And they took over all that shit. And we're like, okay, we're like, we're not going to be the second class citizens anymore. We're going to run shit. And so they, they, but they also made everybody accountable. So when, you know, little Johnny, Susie, whatever, went out and robbed a bank or did something bad, they came back and were like, Susie, get your fucking ass over here. And they'd whoop them and be like, that's not how we act. And they right. hold them, held them accountable. Now I'm not, I'm not telling y'all to whoop everybody and like the Will Smith thing or whatever, but like, I'm just saying like, you don't have the backlash, to, the wherewithal to sit there and be like, they're doing this for my own good. They're not doing this because I you know, for whatever other reason, you know, like because they hate me or something. They're doing it maybe out of love. And again, the the whipping thing is a bad example. Like the hitting them is a bad example. But keeping them accountable is is what I think that the black community should do. Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like that's all you're doing. You're just being like, you know, that was all I better. did. Child. That was all I did. No shade. I gave up on y'all. Y'all can fight your own damn battles. And I'll keep my individual ass right over here by myself, smoking my shit over here. <laughs> and y'all can go ahead and, you know, march when y'all feel like it. And, 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 and don't expect my black queer ass to be at the marches when y'all out here, you know, doing all the pot, 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 when y'all not gonna come march for me. Sorry. Like, I'm like, I just got too much shit, shit, shit to do. I'm booked and busy. Go find, go find somebody else, child, because y'all didn't respect Martin, y'all didn't value Malcolm, and, and y'all damn sure don't value me. I ain't got time for it. Yeah, but no, I... I uh, yeah, sorry, It just go ahead. sucks. No, like, it, like, 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 it sucks because 
I feel like I have to acknowledge the issues that I see as a person of color, as somebody who just knows right from fucking wrong. But then it also feels like I have to do that as an individual person of color versus somebody speaking for the community because I can't trust the community that I'm in regardless. Speak on that. Yeah. 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 I mean, I mean, that's why, that's why I do love, you know, people that do speak out because I actually look at, and I cannot wait to look up your YouTube um, page on that. So uh, yeah, I, I am a huge advocate for those that are trying to keep everybody else accountable. And I'm not, I'm not just talking about the black community. I think everybody should hold their communities accountable. I think if you're, if you're doing something wrong and you're doing something that's not right and nobody's keeping you accountable and you just keep doing it, look at the freaking, look at the fucking Epstein issue. None of y'all kept him accountable. Like Weinstein, not going to keep him accountable. Like, come on guys, let's be better. Like I'm I'm just, I'm, this is across the board and I'm not being anti-Semitic. Some of my best friends are Jewish. Like I just think everybody, everybody should hold each other Cosby, R. Kelly, like, like y'all never had, Y'all never held them accountable. No shade. Like, I watched recently the Bill Cosby documentary, We Need to Talk About Cosby. Oh. Yo. So gross. So, can we talk about how um, Garcelle Garcelle just had the wherewithal to be like, this does not feel good, and she bounced. That was the one thing I was like, so just let you know, I am not actually a Garcelle fan. Um, And I I have my reasons, and I'll tell you why in a second, but... The fact that she had that, that was, this was the one time where I was like, man, women's intuition, get the fuck out of Dodge and get the fuck out of there. Like, Period. good for her for leaving because that, like, her giving that creepy vibe and, like, having the drink and being like, no, I'm good. I don't need a drink at that young of yeah. an age. And then all of a sudden she hears all these stories that like, are coming out. Like, yo. Dodge the bullet personified, bro. Oh my god! Oh my god! I can't! I can't! I can't even believe it! I'm like, I'm mystified that that you know that, that woman had an angel ha- hanging over her head at that di- that day. A literal like, angel. A literal like, angel touched by an angel, child. Because who now? Like, and Bill Cosby is at the height of his freaking profession. Who's gonna say no to Bill Cosby? He's the guy that you thought like was you know was your was your father and he was like this good wholesome you know look kind of person and then come to figure out he obviously is the polar opposite of that shit like and the crazy part oh, is, is that he was that person he was America's dad he was an educator he was somebody who did amazing things for for the black community however that does not distract deter nor differentiate that he also was a fucking rapist. Like, like that doesn't all excuse of those things his behavior. And a rapist. Like, yeah. And it's like, we, we, we can't separate the fucking two. Just like this whole shit with R. Kelly. Like, like listen, I like, I believe I can fly too. I laugh and trapped <laughs> in the closet. Okay? I love Delia's first album. Okay, cool? I li- like, like, I, oh, I, I, I did it. R.I.P. I get it. Like I, like, I like R. Kelly music, too. But, however, when you find out that the dude's music is directly inspired by, by the shit that he was doing, like, come on, bro. Like, Ooh. Ooh. The mu- and, and the words of NeNe Leakes, the music ain't that good. And I listen to <laughs> yeah. it on the iPod. Girl, I ain't got yeah. time for that, no ma'am. And what, what boggles my mind is, like, to your point, we knew all of this was going on with him and Aaliyah. 
We, we been knew, knew they, they got, got married mar- years ago. We knew that they got married. We knew that they were together. We knew that he was like doing all these things, and you didn't do a damn thing to stop it. We knew she was, was seventeen, y'all. Y'all was still singing ignition. Y'all was still believing y'all can fly down, down to the graduation. Ooh. Y'all was still Ooh. stepping in the name of love. Y'all was still <laughs> moving like a snake. Like, Ooh. girl. Yeah. You're right. Like, the, the music ain't that good. The music ain't that damn good. I'm sorry. It really is. Like, really once is I found out that he married uh, Aaliyah, I was off of R. Kelly. Now, mind you, did I find trash in the closet funny? Absolutely. But I was like, I was never like, oh, I love R. Kelly. I was like, this dude right. is fucking crazy. Yeah. I well, if you actually, well, and that the, I think that that's another thing too. When we're kids, we don't really listen to the lyrics. You just like get the beat, and you're like, "All right, I can like I can I can jam with that, whatever." But then when you're an adult, like you remember on like TikToks, they'll be like, "I was today years old when I found this out." Yes. And then like you you finally start listening to like I'll pee on you, and you're just like, "What? <laughs> like what? What an what? actual fuck is going on here?" Yeah. Like, like imagine the first time you listened to AJ nothing but a number after you found out that they got married. Oh God, that's what I'm saying. About now, yeah, that's gross to think about now. That's the chance that I've had that when time. R. Kelly since I was a kid. Like when I found yeah. that out for the first time, I was a kid when when I found out that, that they got married. I was like, oh hell no! Like, like did you ever see the Boondocks? Yeah. I, I, I wasn't like the hugest. I wasn't the hugest fan of it, but I do remember the, the the show. Did you see the one that they did about R. Kelly? No, but I am going home and watching it after it this. Was, it was so true to life. It was so accurate. It was so factual. Like mind you, they you know played it up for the comedic effect, but it was literally the, it it was just uh, it was like y'all are just willing to excuse the the, the fact that. That, that this man peed on a 14-year-old girl on camera because he got a hot song out? What the actual fuck is going on around here, Cletus? No. Like, what and why? I don't understand. I just, I don't understand. But see, I feel like that type of shit is leaking into reality TV because I feel like a lot of the times the way that people per- perceive these reality stars, these, these reality stars, they can do and say whatever the fuck they want to on camera and, and because it's qualified as good TV they're allowed to get away with it Ugh. yeah that is gross too right like it's so gross that like that's even it's like well do it for the ratings it's fine just do it for the ratings like um um mm-mm. no that's not what we do I don't want those ratings like I don't understand why people are so willing to be problematic for the sake of television ratings like why is that okay like like why is that tri- just like even in the news right now like, like like I hate to say it like 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 this but why is anti-semitism trending in the media right now that is oh my gosh so we are bringing up topics by the way that my boyfriend and I talk about on the daily Love I'm that. loving this, by the way. Yeah, loving this, by the way. But um, okay, I, I, you know what? To be honest with you, I uh, if we're gonna if we're gonna go and talk about you know people that don't have rights and like all the stuff and people that are offended by this, that, and the other, whatever, can we talk about the Uyghurs? Can we talk Please. about that? Can we can Please we talk about can, can we talk about the Uyghurs and how they're getting sent into uh, camps in China and being turned into into these camps? 
Let's listen. talk about that first. Like there, are, those people are actually going through problems. Right, and I have a and listen. I have a hard time because I struggle with it with with international affairs when it comes to to this country because I feel like, like America is not focused enough on its own damn problems but they so quick oh to jump my out God, the window I to love go you. So, I love you for saying that thank you so much I'll, for saying that and I'll give you a prime example and mind you I'm gonna preface this by saying that I did speak out about how fucked up the war in the Ukraine is right now but however, also while the war in the Ukraine is going on and the amount of fucked upness that that's happening right now, they were also turning away black people away from the border to, to go to the back of the line so that the white people could, could, could get out first. So I still, mm, I would rather deal with racism here in America than have to go and deal with racism down to the Ukraine where, where, I, where, where, where I, I don't even know y'all. Yeah. Sweep around your own front door. Since I want to talk about the Bible Bill. Sweep around your own damn front door. <laughs> I mean, that, Take that's thine the one beam thing. from your eye or whatever the Bible says. Yeah. Uh, take the take the plank out of your own eye or something like that. Um, yeah, no, I... You got a plank in your eye in the first fucking place anyway, but we're not going to go there. Know. I don't know what that... I don't know what, what the gonna, of that... I don't get it I, either. Y'all got enough problems. Yeah, like... <laughs> You worried about my business and you got a whole damn tree in your eye, which hence the point of the scripture. But still, girl. Yeah. I, I mean, and and that is the thing that, so th- this is, it's twofold, right? So my, my mom would always say this. She's like, America is so great because they take care of other countries. But I'm like, but mom, America is not great because they don't even focus on their own country. There's problems here that you can like go and you can solve. Like, I don't know if you guys have this, but we have a massive homeless problem here right and it's and it's twofold right it's because of mental illness which by the way i'll give props to the south because y'all have mental illness facilities everywhere yes like everywhere that That, like i'll give it to alabama yep north carolina has them too yep like you you guys have governmently funded like the shit out of mental mental illness like but all the northern states they don't do any of that. Like when when I went to Louisiana, they're everywhere. I came here, I was like, why the fuck don't we have this? I'm like, they're smaller than us. We have more money than they do. And you guys aren't doing this? Like, just because it's not a sexy thing, like this needs to happen. And all that government funding got cut in the 70s, by the way. All that mental right. illness, uh, like government funding got cut a long time ago. And then now, and that's the reason why you see all the ho- homeless problem, like majority of the homeless problem. Um, mm-hmm. So, and fortunately, New York, allegedly, New York's mayor, according to Vice News, New York's mayor just signed, is trying to sign a bill um, to pass for um, involuntary um, homeless people to go to an involuntarily go into med, um, facilities so they can get their head checked, basically. Um, Good. Is that it? Yeah, I mean, like, it's, and that, that's going to help the homeless problem. Is it going to solve it? Absolutely not. But it, at least it's a step in the right direction. And again at least like the south has that like has that right right you have the ability to check yourself into a facility and figure that out you know that in la you have to pay like i was looking at facilities and like the best ones where you're there like daily and you have like a normal routine or whatever which a lot of people of um mental illness need yeah. is 30 g's a month for this facility I, from 30- where 
I, I actually, I think it's it's probably in LA. I don't. It's not in Malibu that I know because that's where all the rehabilitation centers are. That's like where you go if you're like you're a drunk or you're a drug addict. Like all the rehab centers for that are for substance abuses all in Malibu. Um, but you or, or in Palm Springs, which is a terrible area for that to be available because everybody drinks in Palm Springs. Um, but. Right. They have, but they have like facility, like the facilities that I, were, that I was looking up, I believe they were like in the valley and places that actually have space. Um, and it's really hard for them to pass it. But needless to say, California doesn't have this. And it's, we're, we have like the highest homeless problem. And we just, and we just got a mayor who legit ha- has hired her friends, her BFFs, to be our, um, to quote unquote, be on the board of solving the homeless problem. Do you know how much they make a year? They make six figures a year and the homeless problem has never gotten solved. Of course. Yeah. Like, so I, 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 <sighs> like it's, it's legit, y'all so the gross. first ones to run over to every other country to go and get in everybody's business. When the last time y'all right? seen somebody from home? When the last time y'all seen anybody from any other country send a fucking care package over here? Where was these other countries at during Katrina? Where was these other countries at during 9-11? Where was all these other countries at during <laughs> Hurricane Isaac and whoever else and you know, all all, all, all these other guys, the Sandy and all these other shits, like like all these other crazy ass disasters. I didn't see nobody raise a motherfucking finger for any mass shooting going on over here. I ain't seen nobody say shit about George Floyd from right. any other country. So it's like, right. why is it, uh, why, like, why is America so concerned about everybody? Like, y'all so concerned about being the greatest country in the world, but y'all not concerned about being the greatest country to America. This sounds really, really mean, and it sounds like very, whatever, whatever. I, I don't care what, what y'all think about it. I'm just going to speak my truth really quick. When America was great, as far as just being self-centered and self-concerned, was during wartime when we were like you know fuck all y'all we're gonna like when our when we were attacked like during 9-11 when we were attacked we were just concerned about us when we when we were being attacked um you know in world uh was it world war ii i believe it was world war ii world war ii we were just concerned about us and people like rose up and tried to like help did they was it perfect absolutely not there's so many different thoughts we shouldn't even have been in vietnam like that's not even i'm not even gonna go into a history lesson on that one but there there are certain things that you know when when the country is attacked our own country is attacked americans will step up and they will fight i'm concerned about maybe the next generation that's not willing to do that i'm just concerned i'm not saying that they won't i'm just saying i'm just concerned because because like you said we're just we're too concerned with everybody else and not ourselves I agree with you and I I show concern all the time like I did a podcast before this a couple years ago and it was this 50 episode um um capsule show that I did specifically about being black and queer while you know being in America and I was and like there was a few few episodes that I did about how how Millennials are are supposed to bridge the gap be, between the previous generations and the and the future kids because this generation is literally the bridge between the way things were and and the things are now pre and post internet. Like we made the transition from the world being self sufficient to the world being ran by computers. Like we like like. Like we're supposed to take what we learned from the old school and apply it, and, and you know readapt to what's 
coming now. And it's just like, I just, I don't know. Do you think that that's happening? Not at all. Yeah. Not at all. Same. Same. That's why I did the podcast. Because it's not happening. Like, yeah, we are, like, we are way too reliant like on everybody else. That. Yeah. Do you ever watch Idiocracy? God. What's the, that? the movie Idiocracy? Oh my God. Okay, we're already living in this day. But so the premise of the movie, it's a movie. And the premise of the movie is that um, Owen Wilson's brother, the one that doesn't have the broken nose, the, uh, the one that was in um, uh, the Reese Witherspoon movie that I love. Luke Legal Wilson? Owen Wilson? Yes. Luke. So Luke. Okay. No. Yeah, Luke Wilson. He plays the main character in this in this show or in this movie. Sorry, and he, um, he's like, he has nobody, whatever. And they have they have this government pro- um, project where you can freeze your body, and like you can go and then you can freeze your body to go into the future, right? So he signs up for this government project, and I think it's supposed to be like ten years later, but it ends up being like thousands of years later that he gets Dang. frozen. And so, like, finally, like, the world basically has, like, apocalypse now and, like, blows the fuck up and, like, everybody's stupid. Like, it's, like, 2,000 years later or whatever and everybody's dumb. I'm talking, like, dumb. There's a, there's a line in the movie, if you watch it, there's a line where it says, but it has electrolytes because that is what they feed their fucking plants is, like, some Gatorade kind of substance because that's how dumb the society has gotten. So, yes. So then he wakes up during this era during this time and he like thinks oh my gosh like we're this far he finally figures out that like he's 2000 whatever plus years down the line so he tries to look for a um a time machine so it's him and this and um oh my gosh bridesmaids this is happening this is happening mia something right her name is mia she was on snl uh, me, I almost said me and Farrah, my, uh, Maya Rudolph, Tina Fey. Maya Rudolph, yes, Maya Rudolph. So sh- Maya Rudolph and uh, Luke Wilson are um, the love interest in this movie. Like, they're, they're in this movie. Watch it. We're literally living in this this day and age. For all those that don't know about Idiocracy, watch Idiocracy. We are literally living that day and age right now. <laughs> it's, uh, but that but that's the premise of the movie. I don't want to give it away, but it's it's supposed to be a comedy but it's like satire for like our actual current life right now, in my opinion. It's it's almost where we're at. It's scary, very scary. It's hilarious. It's a funny movie, but it's just sad because there are there are kids out there that don't know who Abraham Lincoln is. They don't know who. That's horrible as that sounds. They oh there was there was a TikTok on these people that were like, hey, um, you know, what do you think about Republicans? And they're like, well. You know they're bad. They're liberal, da, 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 like or not liberal. Like they're very conservative, and they're like don't give us rights and stuff. And they're like, oh, do you know who? Um, do you know who freed the slaves? And they're like, oh, it, like some of them know and some of them don't. And they're like, do you know what he was? And they're like, oh, he was a Democrat. And they're like, nope, he was a he was a Republican. Like they don't know any of their history, and that's that's what idiocracy kind of shows you. <laughs> Part. It's really fucking yeah. sad. No. Yeah. To bring that to reality TV fans, because I feel like the answers that you're going to give me to these questions that I want to close with are going to be exactly the point of why we all should watch this, watch this movie. Um, As a woman of color, do you feel seen, considered, 
or even protected by the networks and the and the production companies that create these shows. I think it would depend on what franchise I was on. Mm-hmm. Um, because because I think that franchises like Atlanta and franchises like Potomac aren't really protected. I think mm-hmm. that they want to fit the narrative and the stereotype and that's what production kind of wants to put in there. Um, now, I think that there's a larger opportunity if you are on, let's say, Beverly Hills or if you are, this is going to be a very unpopular opinion. Um, but if you're on Beverly Hills or if you're on Orange County, you have the ability and you have the opportunity to kind of represent yourself the way that you want to represent yourself um, in, in those said franchises. And that's the only reason why I say that. Other, other than that, no, I, I don't think that some of these women are protected. I mean, Nini said it best. She was like, you know, I, I, I get it. But at the same time, like there, there's a re- if you were on a said different franchise, I think that you would be represented differently agree with you i never thought of it that way though because i you know i just never broke broke it down like that but when you said that they that the women on let's say uh, say say a beverly hills garcelle has she doesn't have to carry herself like a black woman she's a woman who's black yep on that show and there's no apprehension about that and to your point, Atlanta and even and even Potomac to a heavy degree, they fit what the media represents black women as. And yeah, even though there's it, a difference between the Potomac women and the Atlanta women, they still represent what some would consider ghetto black women and some would consider bougie black women. That's all it is. Yeah. And my, I, here's my they're both here's my thing. I, yeah, and and they both they both hit a certain kind of mark, right? Like they hit like they may be bougie, but maybe they're like you know they're not they're not Beverly Hills bougie. You know what I mean? Right. Like they're they're hitting different. They're trying to hit different notes, and they're trying. And here's the thing: I at first when I saw the previews for Potomac, I was kind of excited. I wanted to watch it specifically because I was like, okay, maybe it's going to be a different take than Atlanta because, like, let's get real. Atlanta from the get-go was like, we're going to portray these women as ghetto. Like, mm-hmm. I, I didn't see it as anything else. Uh, Potomac, mm-hmm. they were, I think that they were like, because I know Potomac, because it is not cheap to live there, very pricey, um, you, like, I, I'm talking like people that work in, you know, political fields and people that work, you know, like, th- there's a huge uh, po- population over there that they make like I'm talking in the millions of dollars kind of money like they're like one percenter kind of money so I was like okay well maybe they'll give a different spin and they'll show kind of like the real housewives of DC that ended real quick mm. um, <laughs> but like maybe they'll shout show out that to Michaela Salahi <laughs> right but maybe they'll show that real quick right like maybe they'll show um, that side of DC and that side of Maryland and the DMV area and as like maybe an uplifting thing I was wrong I was dead wrong <laughs> Like they they just showed like we're just gonna show these women being you know Maryland women and being kind of similar to Atlanta. It was like very very similar. It was very disappointing. So I, in that way again, I don't think that they were protected. It's disappointing on Bravo's end um, because there's other there's other parts right. There's other things that you 
if you go to DC and you go to the DMV area, there are some bougie ass parts of of the DMV. Now there's some ghetto ass parts of the DMV that you do not want to drive through. And if you drive through them, roll your windows up, lock them and go through every stop sign. It does not matter. Do not pass go. No cop is gonna throw. No cop is gonna pull you over. They'll probably pull you over and be like, "Get the fuck out of here! What is wrong with you?" But yeah. there are great. <laughs> there are some. Yeah, there's certain areas. PG County, everybody, stay away. Um, but there are certain areas that are beautiful, right? That are gorgeous, like Chevy Chase or Potomac, that are stunning. At Annapolis, Annapolis, Maryland, is amazing. So beautiful. Shout out to Annapolis, Maryland. So pretty there. Um, where everybody has a boat. It's so, so pretty over there. So, it's, you know, I, I just wish that they would have shown us that kind of part of Maryland as opposed to... And and so, sometimes they do. They give you, like, glimmers, but it's like giving you, like... It's like telling you that you're going to get the whole entire pie and then you get one-fourth of a slice. Yeah. It's totally like, but that. give me the damn pie. Like, why can't I have the whole fucking pie? Like, I'm Mike, hungry. Mike, give it to me. Want, it's mine. This isn't my fucking plate, bitch. Um, yes! So I just really like that. That's what I just really wish. I love. I'm not gonna lie. Like I, I'm not a Shannon fan, but man, when she has those one hitter lines, she has those one hitter lines. And also, I would bring back Kelly Dodd. I forgot to say that. I know that nobody's gonna agree with me on this, but I love her. She brings Fair the enough. drama, man. She brings the drama. Great. My final question to you before we close is what would you say to Bravo's social responsibility department director? Do better. Mm-hmm. I mean, because I better. just found you know, out like, they had a, I just found out that them motherfuckers had a social responsibility department. Think about huh. that. Interesting. After, after all the shit that they done let, they let Jenny Wynn slide through, and y'all have a social responsibility department. Oh, okay, girl. Like it, it, it did, like that's my number one interview. Like if anybody asked me what was the one interview that I would want, what would want, want to do, it, it would always be that answer. I want the head of Bravo's social media department. Like if that was my, that'd be a really interesting. And I could never, if I could never do another interview again, that would be the one I would just die on a hill with. That would be a really interesting interview. It'd be really interesting. I'd be really, really interested to, to hear what that person has to say. Because... Uh, oh, I have so many questions. Oh, no, man. That, that'd be juicy. I, here's the other thing, too, is that like a lot of those directors and a lot of those producers, they, they, they're doing what... The, like, you're, you're only as good as the top, right? So like you're taking instruction from the top. I, I wish that wasn't the case, but nine times out of 10, that's the case. You're taking direction from the top. You're, and you're not, you know, you're not doing things on your own. Um, this is a, I don't know for anybody that watched the U.S. soccer. Um, we're, we're recording this um, when U.S. soccer played Iran, um, which was a crazy game in and of itself just because of talk about, you know, social responsibility. I don't know if you know, like basically the social media of the U.S., soccer program they took the muslim uh uh symbol off of the iran uh flag and posted it on their oh. social media yeah oh. and so basically yeah so iran was obviously up in arms they actually wanted the, the the u.s to get kicked out of the world cup they wanted them to be like you need to 
give them some kind of comeuppance and this is the comeuppance you need to give them the boot. I think that that's extremely harsh considering this was the social media team's fault, not the players' fault. The players aren't on the social, their social media being like, hey, let's take out the gra- like take out the Muslim symbol and put it on the Iranian flag. Like they didn't do that. This wasn't their fault. Um, and every, all of them have been up in arms about, you know, what's happening to Iranian women and like their, you know, their struggle out there as well. And like all the shit that they're going through. They've been very vocal about stuff like that, which they should, you know, I mean, I, I, Everybody, sh- the persecution that those women are going through, it's ridiculous. Just for showing a piece of hair, you're going to stone them to death? Like, uh-uh. Like, that, right. That's ridiculous. And, the, and it's 2022, guys. It's 2022. Like, stop with that. So, um, but if I can compare it to um, that game, they um, they played a lot of def. I had a point and now it just dropped it. Um, they play, they played a um, a, de- a defensive game, and instead of instead of like going balls to the walls, I guess, and like you need to go balls to the walls and just like attack everything yeah. instead of just playing de- instead of playing defense instead of being like okay like we'll just we'll put out a statement that'll be good enough like that's defense not not being offensively present like you need to push the envelope and be like look like this is not acceptable actually have ramifications for certain people you know like like when Jen Shaw pled guilty they fired her they were like we're done bye finally right so it's like stuff like that where like there should be ramifications for that at least she finally did it for that but like you know you should have done you kind of should have done it from the get go I mean hello if it if it talks like a duck and it quacks like a duck it's a fucking duck honey like and its name is Jennifer Shaw. Yeah, like it looked like she was not innocent from the get go. When from you the have beginning. other from the beginning, when you have other people talking and and going out and getting plea plea deals and being like, okay, yeah, we did. When your quote unquote best friend Stuart Flips. is immediately bounces immediately and then says, and I get it, he has kids and family and whatever he has to protect them, but still, like he immediately went to the the law group and was like went to the feds and was like what we did was what do you wrong. need to know I feel glue what do you need to know like if that doesn't if that doesn't immediately find her guilty I don't know what does that part I just so at least Bravo did that and they let her go but like it took you that long Bravo it, it all the other people that like testified against her it took you that long all right at least you did something I guess but like it it shouldn't be it, it's not enough right like I exactly. I don't know if anything will be enough but at least you know take action for like just let it be known that like you cannot say and do certain things you can't do certain things and think you're gonna keep this job that part and it's yeah. like I just I just I just oh I have so many questions I'm saving it for my interview with the director because I'm gonna get that interview one day I'm manifesting I that cannot wait to hear one. it that is the number one interview on my vision board I swear I swept oh God, child. I but, can't wait to hear it. I know you're gonna get that I listen. I listen. My manifestation powers are real, child. We're gonna get that interview. I don't give a I damn it. if it's on this podcast, my talk show, me seeing him down on the side of the street in the New York, honey. We're gonna talk about this. <laughs> Oh, we're going to talk about this. I don't give a damn if I got to stop you in Starbucks, bitch. We, we, we talking about this today. Oh, I love it. Love it. I can't, I, again, I can't wait because I'm going to hear it and it's going to happen. It's going to happen soon, too. You, 
you'll be the first person that I'll send it to. Trust me. I can't, I can't wait. Gonna be now, until too. then, I am going to have to have you back. And we have some other things that we need to talk about as well. But that's a whole nother episode. Um, let the people know where they can find you and where to go follow you until we continue this conversation again. Absolutely, you guys. You can follow me on my personal Instagram because Arash Markazi made it made me make it public. It used to be private, and <laughs> now I have to be a public figure. Um, so it's J I H A E underscore J H O underscore W I L E Y, um, and that is my Instagram handle. And then my podcast Instagram handle for all you Bravo bitches out there is. It's really, really long, so bear with me. It is the underscore real underscore bitch underscore of underscore Bravo. Um, that is the name of my podcast, The Real Bitch of Bravo, which I didn't mention earlier. So, um, yeah, we just basically, I, I bring people together, like hopefully my newfound friend Sean over here and bitch about Bravo. So, hey, hey. yeah, um, it's a lot better when we have wine, but, um, you know, that's, that, right. That's for when. That's for when you want to. When you and your husband decide that you want to come over here and come to LA, you can stay in my and um, our spare bedroom, and you guys can go and hang out at the beach and stuff like that. And then you can also do my podcast as well. So um, yes, yeah. he can sit in the room and play PS Five, and then we can drink wine and pod. Oh my God! By the way, so that's what I was thinking. Uh, fortunately, I don't think my boyfriend will listen to this. Hopefully, he doesn't. Um, I wanted to get. I don't know if to get whether to get him a PS. Um, a PlayStation or to get him an Xbox because he hasn't played in a while and so I was gonna I thought I was gonna treat him but they're like are they like $500? Like $500 yeah, they're expensive they're yeah, expensive they're fuck. and like my husband is is like he's dedicated to just sticking with his PS4 like he just bought a um, newer slimmer PS4 so he loves that um, so I just you know I don't but we're a PS family just because that's what my husband buys. I don't really know shit about Xbox, so I'm always going to um, tell people buy a PlayStation because I like PlayStation, but that's just what my husband put me on. So I just may be ignorant. Well, cause, no, because there's there are play, there's PlayStation families and there are Xbox families. And like one one is very, very loyal to the, to the you know what I mean? Like you can't have mm-hmm. both. Like yeah. if you have both, I'd be very shocked. It's always yeah. one or the other. It's never both. Yeah. I'd be very, yeah, like, very surprised if your husband had that. He is staunch PlayStation. And, like, if we got anything else, it would be, like, Nintendo. So, like, so like it would be, like, like, like a Wii or, like, a Throwback 64 or, like, some shit like that. But, like, he is a staunch, like, like, Xbox versus PlayStation is, like, Apple versus Android. Oh, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And it's so funny that you say that because there's a... I'm, like, obsessed with... Um, the character Sheldon Cooper. So, um, mm. do you ever watch Big Bang Theory? Yes, I do. Okay, Absolutely. did you ever see the? Did you see the episode where he was trying to figure out between a PlayStation and an Xbox? This literal conversation. It is an iconic episode. It is one it's of the so funniest good. conversations I've ever seen on television. It's so good because, like, he brings up great points. It's like he, they some have have different kinds of of gigs, and then the other one has a better better quality and like will last longer. Like, which one do you pick? Like, there's just so, there's too many options. There's too many options, and I would just would have went home with nothing either. I would have just been like, "Child, I'm over it." Yeah, that's just can't deal. 
Yeah. I, I don't blame him for not choosing. <laughs> right. But listen, this has been an incredibly diverse, stretched. We covered the entire spectrum. We talked about reality TV. We talked about reality. We talked about the news. We talked about bitches. We talked about all the things of the things. When I say I love when you come in and give me everything I need and more, <sighs> thank you. No, thank, thank you. you. This was this was the longest episode I've ever done, but by far the most satisfying episode I've ever done. Thank you. Let's see, listen, I haven't done an episode this long in a while. Like I've kind of gotten oh, the okay. hang of like narrowing it down, but I love when I could just throw away the questions and just kiki. So yes. we just sat here and chatted, and I was like, "Yes, yeah, we can go in." So I ain't got nothing but time, child. <laughs> I it's always good when you don't have nothing. Oh, I love. Uh, yes, thank like, you so much for having you me. You gotta come back. Yes, absolutely. You, you have to come back. We gotta talk about me coming on your pod. We gotta talk about some yes. other projects that we were talking about here, down to the DMs. You know, you know, da 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 da. Absolutely. And yes. We gotta so, talk about that vacation sure you guys, too that you're gonna come out and and visit. That's but listen, listen. That's grown folks talking. That ain't for the listeners. <laughs> y'all go to bed on now because that's grown <laughs> folks conversation. But until then, thank you so much. You are amazing. Ah, 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 ah. I'm about to jump off of here, slide in your DM so we can schedule our next conversation. And Absolutely. thank you so much again. You are fucking incredible. You're fucking incredible. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, babe. Talk soon. Y'all behave yourselves. Don't do anything I wouldn't do twice. And until next time, we'll see y'all later. Bye, y'all. All right, everybody, that was my conversation with Chie from the Real Bitch of Bravo podcast. I hope that you guys enjoyed this conversation as much as I did and feel instigated, demanded, and provoked to instantly go over to her podcast, subscribe, hit the notification bell, leave her five-star rating and all types of love and comments with green heart emojis, letting her know that Sean Ellis Rogers sent you. I cannot tell you what a blessing this episode was for me because as much as I love talking about reality TV, as much as I love talking about Real Housewives and VH1 and all of the shows of the shows and the things of the things, I love when those conversations expand beyond reality TV and we can have conversations about real shit. And the fact that I have no idea how we ended up talking about the Ukraine after talking about Real Housewives. It, it just, I don't know how we got there, but the ride was incredible. The conversation was amazing. And I appreciate when I can have just as fun and just as dynamic of a conversation with somebody who I don't actually agree with all the time versus somebody who I have the same opinions on. You know, it's crazy because Chihei and I really did not have the same views on a lot of Housewives stuff 
Like she like she likes housewives I don't. She doesn't like housewives I love, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But we did have similar opinions on how we felt about the franchise as a whole. But then when we got to national and international issues, it seemed like that was where we bonded. You know what I mean? <coughs> Excuse me. But I just I I can't tell you how excited I am to have this conversation with her. I can't tell you how excited I am for the conversations that we're going to have in the future because, like I told you in the intro, get used to hearing us together because this will not be the last time. And I think that's a great place to leave it because I don't want to spoil everything on this episode. So, with that being said, I appreciate every single one of you guys for being here. I love you from the bottom of my green heart emoji. You mean the world to me. Make sure that you're subscribed following on Instagram, Real Reality Realness, Sean Ellis Rogers, Talent Group Podcast, all the things of the things. And yeah, that's about it. Make sure you're following Chihei. Make sure you're following her podcast. Make sure that you stay tuned for all the things that we have coming up in the future. And until next time, this has been Real Reality Realness. I am Sean Ellis Rogers. And make sure that you guys be real. Stay in reality and always, always bring the realness. I'll see you guys next episode. Love you. Bye. Peace.